0: Das Leben kann hektisch sein. Warum nicht im Alltag entfliehen und in die magische Welt von Evermerge eintauchen?
1: Evermerge ist ein magisches Land, das mit jeder Entdeckung größer und besser wird. Werde ein Master, Baue und sammle einzigartige Gegenstände oder verschönere deine eigene wundersame Welt. Im Land von Evermerge gibt es immer etwas zu tun. Evermerge. Jetzt kostenlos im App Store herunterladen.
2: Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, cast, fuelled by Guinness, powered by celery, the show that is home to a bunch of legacy fans. Now, this was supposed to be a celebratory show, celebrating a superb, gritty team performance to knock Manchester City out of the FA Cup semi-final, Chelsea reaching a remarkable 15th FA Cup final in the process. We got to enjoy it for approximately 24 hours. Yesterday's news announcing that Chelsea has signed up to the European Super League means we might not enjoy an FA Cup final ever again. In the time that it took for the big six English clubs and Spanish and Italian clubs to issue a joint press release, deliberately timed for the USA primetime market, I hasten to add, the future of football as we know and love it has been left very much in the balance. Be under no illusion. If we didn't know it before we surely know where we now stand as supporters. An irritant, an inconvenience, nothing more than noisy cash dispensers for greedy, globally-focused brand-building businesses. The idea that we support a football club has finally bitten the dust. They don't care about football or us. They're killing the game in the name of power, control and money. If, like us... You are ashamed and appalled by the venal actions perpetrated by Chelsea and the others. It seems fitting to quote the great Dylan Thomas. Do not go gentle into that good night. Rage. Rage against the dying of the light. Just substitute game for light. We are in a war. And we need to fight back. And we need to fight back now. The Chelsea fancast, number 814. 814. Killing in the name of
1: J.K. Yes, yes. How the Ch- devil are you, sir? Devilish, devilish. Good. Uh, uh, energized by the idiocy. I thought that was quite Churchillian, uh, mate, I have to say? I've gone trembling here. I, th- I can feel the tremble. We all can. It's uh, my my keyboard is trembling from that chidge. Well, well done. Not from the usual reasons, then. No, Not for the. You know, no, well you know no no possibly earlier on in the day, but uh, um, but no, indeed. Uh, Yes, how, how fantastic that there we were about to, uh, to extol the praises of our great new manager and his brilliant performance against um, a Man city side, who, of course, uh, uh, the press then uh, said that were under strength and we were playing a reserve side. But in actual fact, I think we'd have beaten anybody. Um, uh, and instead of which, we're, uh, we're about to discuss the, uh, the possible demise of all we hold dear. Mm, absolutely. Uh, with football, so it's, uh, it's been a very strange day. Sombre. And, and it's sombre, and also the bizarre sacking of Jose Mourinho. Oh, well,
2: there's always a silver lining, isn't there? there? Is,
1: yeah. <laughs> I was questioning whether or not he'd actually said to Levy, I will not tolerate this. I've, got, I I've
2: got to interrupt this, you know, because yeah. we know yeah. how football clubs operate, and this is quite pertinent to what's going on at the moment. You know, they, they're savvy enough to bury bad news at the best yeah. possible time. To- Only Tottenham Hotspur could bury good news at the
1: worst possible time. Well, it may be that Sari is about to become their manager. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yes, who knows? But hey, we have a stellar cast, a stellar cast tonight, young Chidge. My goodness me, my I. I we have and, and all dressed up in their kits. We have the uh, we have the great. What is it? That my, I can't. I'll, I'll introduce you first before asking about the kits. I don't want to give the game away. And, but they're preening, Mark. I, I can't say your name. I haven't introduced you yet. I can't say anything.
2: Save so. the best till last, J.K.
1: But, yeah, we have. We have um, Glassioed wearing his glasses and uh, in a, and a fantastic. Oh, see if you can guess the shirt. It's got a green and red flash with a with a white texture. And uh, next to him is a um, uh, um, is a beautiful blue and white a uh, blue and white shirt with a collar, a white collar on it. And beneath beneath we, we have. Uh, uh, a old person, person wearing a rather striped, beautiful striped um, adidas hat, or even head, as some people would call it. So anyway, but for no particular order, the great maestro of Gate 17 himself, publisher, savant extraordinaire, Mr. Marco Orrall!
3: <laughs> <laughs> Buona sera!
1: Buona sera, <laughs> <laughs> Next to him... Amici, to him. Amici. Oops, amici. Amici. The man, I will, I will uh, announce you as this, the man with the with the brain of the Mekon himself, Mister <laughs> Brainiac Five, <laughs> Mister
0: <Mark> Meehan. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs>
1: Love it.
0: Thank you, J.K. Good evening, good people of Mixler. I know people will probably be crushed, angry, upset tonight, but hopefully during the course of the next few hours, we'll pa- perhaps provide some light in your black and. You know, by the end of the evening, we will be put a few smiles on people's faces on what is a very sad day for Chelsea Football Club. Mm. I,
3: I like that parting you've got there, Mark, in your
0: barnet. I, I, my My hair is like that. It really, <laughs> oh, like, look no! at With a cut. <laughs> you
2: look like the lead singer from Mud, mate. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> if I had sunglasses on, I definitely would look like Les Grey now. <laughs> it was Les Gray. I was about to say Les Grey, was
1: about to say it, but you beat me to it. Yeah. Right. Fun. Last but by no means least, JK. Last but by no means least. He who must not be named. Yes. So I can't actually name him.
2: <laughs> well done for remembering, J.K. That's marvellous.
1: Am I allowed to name him?
4: I, think, I, I don't know. We'll you? ask him. Are we allowed to name you? I'm allowed to name you? You can indeed, Dobronacha. Ah, uh,
1: it's only a pound himself. Yes, it's the great Dave Jodgerton. Yay! now well, making a
4: um, very uh, rare appearance. It's um, a one in a lifetime appearance because um she has had to save up for my fee thank you very <laughs> <much> for that.
2: <laughs> Yeah, that, that's why i'm wearing one of dave's shirts because i've had to sell my clothes to, to afford him <laughs> on the show but um i have to say um i mean it's a real privilege to have dj on the show because uh well we love him to pieces obviously but as, as some of you may or may not know dj did about 20 odd chelsea fancasts before i turned up like the great burglar that i am and stole it away um and uh, DJ was also one of the first guests we had on the show. And he's always been a great supporter of it. Um, and uh, and and we of him and CFC UK. And he doesn't ever believe me when I tell him this at the stall. And I say, Dave, Dave, we always promote the fan, uh, the, the fanzine on the fancast. Every week, every every ad every break, week. we do it. He every says, now you don't. Well, now he'll finally find out that I haven't been lying to him for the last 10 years. Every Actually
1: true. Every it, it was with with it's so often that it was a big appear. I'd go off and make a cup of tea because he spent hours talking about it.
2: It's all true. Anyway, we better
1: get on because we've got a rather packed show tonight. Who Can knew? About shirts quickly. Go on go then. On. Go on then. Quickly, um, uh, um, Marco. What? It, it's seven. Is it seventy three? The era for that one. It's the one where Charlie Cook, Charlie Cook is next to the car, isn't it? He's got the same top. Castrol GTX shirt, isn't That's it? GTX shirt, fantastic, wonderful, Mark. Um, inspired by the Hungarian football team. Indeed, as was the uh, the, the red, white, and green one,
0: with yeah. my scarf. Indeed, and Mark, what's what's that one? Um, seventy-six. It's, it's seventy-six in honor of I mean, it was Eddie McCready's birthday last week. Thought re- appropriate to wear it this evening. Marvellous. Brilliant,
1: Marvellous. brilliant. And I'm wearing a. For those interested in what my attire is, I'm wearing a. Uh, Chelsea FC uh, Circa, uh, Ken Bates with the, the logo on the, the um, arm there. We can yes. get
2: we can get Dave to describe my teach. Tell me the shirt I'm can wearing,
1: I just, can, I, can I just finish my bit, please? Oh, all right, go
2: on then. Hurry up.
1: Hurry up. All right, with, uh, with Cebucio players in blue and white, as you'd expect, the blue and white bases. Thank you. Dave? Chidge is
4: modelling this evening the um, CFC UK Chelsea Guevara um t shirt um with um the nineteen seventies um crest on the cat and um I think it says trust me I'm a Chelsea
2: No no it says Chelsea Freedom Writer.
3: Ah which seems to be so long it's so long (laughs) since I've seen it's a really really old shirt.
2: I'm amazed it still fits mate knowing me but there you go. Anyway
4: or from me top quality what else can I say? As you always used to say mate top quality after you Dave is that your picture on there? It is, before I decided to shave my head.
2: I like the the spliff in the mouth of the Chelsea Guevara, but there you go. Anyway, uh, we should move on. Uh, We have got lots to discuss tonight, and uh, on the show tonight... Uh, we will, of course, be discussing the news on the European Super League, what it might mean, why are they doing it, and what do we all think about it. And we've also got, um, I managed to get in, because I've had to change the script around completely tonight because of the, you know, the rolling uh, events of today. But we've got some extremely passionate emails from our listeners about the subject, which has been brilliant. Um, In part two and three, if we ever get there, we will look back at a superb team performance to knock out Man City uh, out of the FA Cup semi-final. We're going to praise Thomas Tuchel hugely and ask our Chelsea. We're going to ask our Chelsea back before they disappear completely. It seems that we ought to really, you know, just to dot the I's and cross the T's. And in part four, we'll look ahead to tomorrow night's match against Brighton. Uh, is it another must win? Will Tommy T rotate? And what does it mean for the run-in? And will we have been actually booted out of the Premier League by eight o'clock tomorrow as well? We shall see. Now, as ever, don't forget, you can listen to the show live every Monday, 7pm by going to Mixler, which is com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast, where, of course, you can join in all of the chat post in the chat room as so many of you do oh blimey we've got loads in tonight I'm far too many to read you out I'll just pick a few at random Nobby Steelers because I like the name Kepler 4B Albert Second, Pan Jack 117 Josh Barrow Zigga Burt Stolz, Yarin Levy Kurt Paul Burgess I saw Alan Mays score Loza B Daryl M Oh, blimey. Loads and loads and loads of people. Brilliant to see you all in there. I hope you enjoy the show tonight. We have serious matters to discuss and we'll get straight into it after this. Jonathan, um, I want to know from you what what you you know what what. Well, actually, do you know what I'm? Do you know what I might do? I'm I'm going to give a quick outline before we get into the meeting to uh, veg about all of this because I think really we need to kind of set a bit of uh, context. And as you can tell, I'm I'm uh, filling. Well, there we go. This is this is the one. Rob Harris put a beautiful tweet uh, up yesterday. I mean, basically, what we know is that. Uh, and and actually, we've known this for a while because the devious swine have been up, you know, at it for, a, well, possibly longer than the last nine months in dark rooms su- discussing how to carve up football and the money from it for them amongst themselves. But what we know is that six of the big clubs in England, us, Liverpool, Man United, Man City and Arsenal and then a small club in Spurs, uh, have joined up with Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, uh, Juventus, Milan, and AC Milan to form a European Super League. Uh, And what this will mean is that they intend basically, they they all want to carry on playing in the Premier League in their own leagues, but what they want is to basically have this competition running from August throughout the season playing uh, midweek games. They're going to long off the Champions League, which they've had enough of, which they were, there were some proposals coming out on the Swiss model that was going to expand the Champions League, which would mean more games, and they they were hacked off by that. And of course, it's caused an absolute uh, furore over the last twenty-four hours, with uh, UEFA threatening to boot them all out of the Champions League, with the Premier League threatening to boot them out of the uh, Premier League, and uh, with FIFA saying you can't have the players who play in the Super League playing for their international side. So it is a right mess, but. Uh, we'll drill down into greater detail on that as we go along but jk what what were your first thoughts when you heard it heard the news initially which i would gather would probably have been kind of late afternoon yesterday
1: um i felt it was inevitable i thought that the way that um uh, uh that they were still managing during the pandemic um uh to spread the uh the enormous um um octopus tentacles around the world to have the football still being seen um, and the uh, uh, the fact it was being viewed by so many people around the world when the the global village that has now been created that um it was to me this was just a question of uh, of when rather than if um i just find the fact that they've done it now weird i don't understand why this was so relevant as to make the make the announcement today, other than I suppose it was supposed to curtail or to give the opposition to the um, the new Swiss view of the Champions League, which is what I think, in fact, part of it was. I mean, I, I think they've only signed a letter of intent. I don't actually think they've said they're going to be doing it. Um, and I wonder whether this is just a, a sprat to you're shaking your head. Chij. Well,
2: um, OK, I mean, a lot of news is coming out, so we don't know the veracity of all of it. But uh, Joel Glazer has resigned from the ECA. And oh, and they've uh, withdrawn uh, from UEFA, as I believe, have Chelsea as well. Okay. And if you do that, if you if you resign from UEFA,
1: game over, mate. Yes. Well, in which case it was. It, I presume this is going to be happening from from next season. In which case we
3: could be thrown out of
1: the, uh yeah, thrown out of the Champions League, and uh, and thrown out of the Premier League. In which case, is it uh, what? What's the use of carrying on with the season? And particularly since we're doing so well. And the managers doing so well and we were looking forward to the possibility of uh, two trophies it's um it's a real blow but yeah then i was um uh obviously all the thoughts come into your minds about uh, into your mind about um you know the traditions the fact that uh, uh it's to do with all of us seeing the team home and away and uh um uh, and it's to do with the fans supporters the communities but unfortunately the they're not thinking that way at all they're thinking in terms of uh um, it's the it's the financial um, uh, um, consequences of uh, of what how they can sell it to the rest of the world which is as we know has been rumbling for the last 10 years has been rumbling ever since the Premier League was created. but I think it's been accelerated by um, uh, by uh, in, increased um, broadband speed because it means that uh, it's now accessible all ra- around the planet and um, they see the market as being, uh, that much larger. And indeed everything we've discussed on here about the fans at Stamford Bridge being irrelevant is being absolutely proven. Yeah. Um, but I mean one of the, one, as I was reading today one of the advantages is you hope that they'll put the prices down at the bridge. That might be but the advantage but I, no, I,
2: I can guarantee I
1: the that hell will freeze. Well you know you know this know, for I a know. fact of course they won't of course they what, what, no, hang I'm on just... a minute hang on a minute. What
2: what yeah. Dave Dave and uh, Mark and me are all on the trust and and yeah. uh, what these two boys? Well, Mark might know because I think he might have been on the show. But uh, J.K. as you know sits in the east middle in Aussies. All the all of the uh, hospitality brigade in there got a letter. Tell him. Tell him. Tell D.J. what you you showed us the other week. It's uh, well, over a
1: week ago, right? Isn't well, it? A week ago that that um, that football will be starting in August, the new season, and everybody will be. Um, there, there will be no uh, um, restrictions, COVID restrictions at all, and that um. I should pay my season ticket, which has gone up by um, 1,500 quid.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you just go, okay. Right. But, but once again, I don't know why they did this, why they've accelerated this. Did they know already? Is this, is the carrot being dangled is you can watch the Super League from your from your uh, hospitality seat, because I've got, you know, I make no bones about it. I'm I'm sitting in the in the, in the middle tier of the e stand because I always I was in the up upper tier. I always thought they're the best seats. I got down. There, I've been there for 30 years, and and hospitality's been built around me. It was just a good seat before, but it's and slowly but surely it's got more and more expensive. But yeah, it's gone up again. But but and they they are trying to get us all to renew. So therefore, there must be. They, they, Their reasoning, because I phoned them and fa- asked specifically asked that, is that everybody will be back without social distancing in August. That is what they are banking on. However, if there's no Premier League, they won't be back and it'll therefore only be the European the League. Europe, the, European, the European League. Oh, 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 that's rather nice. I heard oh, myself three times. What, what button did you press what then? What button did you press then? I haven't pressed anything. I haven't pressed anything. I'm just gesticulating. Marco. With this, this other one's here.
2: I think it was Marco because he, he was, oh, yeah. yeah, he was flashing, flashing green. Um, I'm going to, if you don't mind the two marks, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, ask DJ because we haven't had him on the fan cast for about 10 years. So he's had a long time to wait, bless him. Um, but I mean, as as many people know, you know, DJ, one of the probably the most well-known people at Chelsea in terms of supporters, fanzine's absolutely legendary, as we all know. Uh, he's also on the supporters trust. So he's pretty close to what's going on at the club. Um, tell, tell us what you think DJ what's going on?
4: I'm absolutely shocked by the events of the last 24 or so hours but I think for me one of the um, one of the the biggest farces of all if that's a, if that's um, a correct bit of phraseology is the fact that sky sky are coming out against the um, European Super League. And I think the fact that they're coming out against it is purely and slowly because they haven't got the television rights for it. Had they had the television rights, they'd have been in favour of it. Mm. And, um, yeah. you know, I think UEFA are coming out against the European Super League because the those who signed up to this European Super League are doing exactly what UEFA want to do eventually. The whole thing's a joke. The people running football are ruining it, or they're ruining it for the likes of us anyway. Mm. Um, My views on the current Chelsea chief executive are fairly well known. Um, I won't um, expand upon them publicly, but, um, you know, I know a lot of people saying bring back Ron Gourley and he wasn't the best. <laughs> um, it's all about the dollar. The, some of the people there have not got the first clue about the mindset of the Chelsea supporters. I don't think they've got the first clue about the mindset of football supporters generally and they probably don't know the first thing about the game of football.
2: I mean, just, just um, to reiterate that, Dave, for those, for those that don't know uh, the boardroom in Chelsea. Basically, it's populated by bankers, lawyers, and oil execs. There's not an. And, oh, and apart from the current chief executive, who, of course, has a, a track record in, in broadcasting, he's owned several media companies, <coughs> and uh, also he's run. And this is the key point for me he has run North American sports franchises, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, for example. So. For me, there is no coincidence. And I mean, this is, Let's just, again, to set this in a broader context, the, the three clubs that have pushed for this most of all, Mark, uh, Mark there's Mark and Marco, so Mark, the, the the three clubs who have pushed for this most of all all happen to be American-owned cl- uh, clubs. Liverpool uh, from the Fenway Sports Group, uh, United with the Glazers, Arsenal with the uh, Cronquier Sports Group or whatever they call it. Uh, these are these are people. These are organisations who know everything about North American sport and how it's franchised out. How it's basically an entertainment uh, package, and it's all about selling merch. And everybody is a customer. They'll they'll move they'll move their clubs from one side of America to the other, just like that. And this is the mentality that's come into the Premier League and driven this through. I think. So, internet, interesting little time with our chief executive, who comes from a similar background, although he's English and apparently a Man United fan.
0: No, spot on, Chidge. Um, London Blues, anybody? Yeah, this is this is the World Series of Soccer. London yeah. Chelsea. But, yeah. <laughs> who yeah, the yeah. fuck
2: are London Chelsea? Hey, hey, hey! Remember that? Chelsea? Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and that unnamed. Sorry, board Dave, member. but that
3: was in context. Chelsea London.
0: Yeah. That's it. That unnamed board member. Our primary job is to maximise revenue and profits. The wider good of the game is a secondary concern. You know, this this is, as we, you know, we we can't be surprised at this. This is purely about money. You know, no more, no less. Yeah, and again, I, I, I agree with Dave as well. The whole thing about Sky, you know, this whole thing today about everyone taking this moral high ground. For crying out loud, UEFA, the Premier League, FIFA. You know, FIFA, they sold the World Cup to Qatar for crying out loud. Martin Tyler... Martin Tyler talking about greed today, you know, he works for Skye. Sanctimonious you know, twaddle and the yeah. hypocrisy about all, all of this, you know, is incredible. Just, But for me, it's not about football, it's about money. £3.5 billion to support the infrastructure and the investment plans from J.P. Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. They're not in it for the charity either. They're in it because they think they can make money on this as well. Oh. And also making that American connection. Who used to work for J.P. Morgan? Um, Bruce, Edward Woodward, Edward Manchester Woodward, Island, Edward so. Woodward. Yeah, that's yeah, true. It all, it, all, it all all links in. Yeah. It's, it's unforgivable, you know. And again, yeah, I know you said it in the intro. Yeah, you know, referring to us as legacy fans. Yeah, you know, again, I'm a legacy fan and proud.
2: Well, I I think we all are. And actually, if you follow us on Twitter, um, at Jonathan Kidd, at Eddie Mac, B A W A, at Gate Seventeen Marco, at Only a Pound, hurry up. The Twitter handle doesn't include Hurry Up, although perhaps it should. Uh, we've all changed our profiles to add the words "legacy fan," and it's an interesting point, isn't it, Marco? And and well done, Sky, on one point, which is some good journalism to to uh, you know get a few bits of uh, info out of some of the board members of I think clubs other than Chelsea. If I had to be honest, I I couldn't tell you who, but there are board members of some of our some of these big six clubs who are clearly not convinced by it. And that's where the quote about legacy fans came out, which was really what we're trying to... I think it was Dan Rowan who reported on this, actually, and he said that the the, the these clubs see uh, the stadium full of legacy fans who they can't wait to get rid of. They are not the future fans of these clubs. And the future fans of these clubs basically will put up with any nonsense by them, buy any tat from them, uh, not annoy them by turning up to games, and handily, probably, I think, and maybe for me, this is what lies at the bottom of all this, will pay uh, pay-per-view. Because for me, Marco, um, the TV bubble is inevitably going to burst. I've been writing about this for years and they'll never get a, as good a deal as they got last time, especially now with the whole COVID-affected coverage. So I think the clubs see this as a way to actually get hold of their own TV rights and start doing, pay, uh, doing pay-per-view. If Chelsea got Absolutely. 90 million uh, fans across the world, Marco popping it out at 10 quid a pop, that's going to be a lot more money than they can get from a broadcast rights deal. So I think that's where we're heading.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think sadly, it sort of all all boils down to, um, you know, is, is football going to remain a spectator sport in the way that we grew up watching football and going to games? And the weird thing is, through through the lockdown... Um, obviously we haven't been able to go to games. It's been, it's been over a year since since I uh, went to a game. Um, I didn't go to the Leeds game. Um, and, you know, if we kind of got used to that, this, the, the football coverage now is at is a saturation level to the point where it's like it's not interesting anymore. A European Super League made up of 12 teams from three countries in Europe that that has 44 nations is frankly stupid. How how long are people going to be interested in something like that? doesn't matter if it's free to view, if it's free to air. Why would you want to watch it? It's it's just a complete nonsense and it just shows that, um, that the people behind this, not only are they dislocated from reality as far as what football means to people who genuinely love the sport it just doesn't it it doesn't make any sense in the context of um a competition so people wouldn't be interested in it after you know a period of time um i mean i'm not in you know i I just laughed when i saw the, the 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 names of the 12 teams no surprise you know i mean we you know the the model the 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 football club model, um, widely adopted in Germany, which includes all the safe standing, ex, you know, they've been the leaders behind all of that. Um, that's been the model to follow, and you know, it's pretty damning that, um, that their clubs aren't involved in this. So, you know, three countries in a European Super League—I mean, that's a nonsense to start with—and it should just stop there.
1: Yeah, it reminded me of the Anglo-Italian Cup. And I think 7,000
3: <laughs> people. Do you know what? I, I went, I, I saw Sutton United playing the Anglo-Italian Cup final. Tell tells me a
2: very funny story about a trip to La Havre, which I wish I could remember. He told it on the fan cast years ago. Mark?
0: Yeah, just a thing about the question about sort of TV. What was being reported today is... Another incentive for them is the proposed TV deal. On top of the $3 billion from JP Morgan, there's going to be a $4 billion TV deal to show this, which is double what they receive for being in the Champions League now. But they've already begun. That's why I think this is a serious issue now, and also them resigning from UEFA. They've already begun discussions with Amazon, Facebook, you know, and Disney, the Disney Channel, which is a fast-growing channel, uh, but also the potential that they will run their own How, how
2: appropriate is Disney for a Mickey Mouse tournament?
0: Absolutely, you took the words right out of my mouth. Sorry, Mark. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I
2: couldn't resist. I couldn't. Do you know the? Uh, I just. I must share you with this because I managed to get this into an article. I actually did some research for once in my life. Funnily enough, uh, about what what in my view has always been the impending television rights bubble bursting. And I actually read a few articles sourced from all sorts of financial magazines. Marco would have been proud of me. I, I almost out Tim rolls. Tim rolls on my research, Marco. But I came across this wonderful acronym to describe the new entrance into the broadcast sports rights market. And it's called FANG. Basically, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. FANG. And I, I thought you couldn't find a better acronym for a bunch of blood-sucking vultures than that. It was perfect. But there you go, Dave. Just, sorry,
1: sorry,
2: yeah, yeah, sorry, Jake. I didn't see you. Ha- have, you had your my, finger up. Finger Where you went. had it,
1: I really don't want to know. It was, sorry, Dave, only two seconds. Um, it was to say that, in actual fact, you UEFA and now attempting to get a huge amount of money themselves together to actually counter this so you wonder whether this could possibly be just um a, a kind of uh you know attempt to stir the pot to see what other option uefa could come up with um well i, I know that, that you said there have been some resignations but they are now looking for backers to see if they can increase the change the competition because they're that affected by it sorry dave please get in there
4: um A friend of mine from um, who's a Manchester United supporter, he's um, very well known amongst the um, Old Trafford faithful, Tufty, um, gave me a call about all this. And he pointed out um, that the American owners of Liverpool and the American owners of Manchester United own sports stadiums in their respective manners in the USA and he predicts that the last eight or the last four the la- and you know the final of this European Super League may well be held in America
2: yeah
4: and um you know which totally um well not totally but almost exclusively excludes all the loyal supporters who go to every Game home away and in Europe, and uh it's. I think it's interesting. It's, it's so disheartening, and uh, just a question: if, if Chelsea have resigned from UEFA, have all those people <laughs> booked their trips to um, Istanbul wasted their money? Mm, very
2: probably. I mean, Marco, I know you. I know you want to come in, but just to kind of summarise what Dave's saying there. Uh, and as I said, there's no doubt that this has been driven by the three American owners of, of, of Liverpool, Arsenal and Man United. Basically, what we're saying here is that they, they've they stolen our game and they want to play it in their own backyard, which is what we've long suspected. This is what the 39th game was all about. And they never got their way with that. And they must have had the hump. This, is, you know, this has been brewing for ages. Sorry, go on, Marco.
3: No, no, I was, I was just going to say a couple of things. It, it's sort of like, I don't know, it's a weird analogy, but if you look at darts where you've kind of got the <laughs> two different organizations with two sets of players um, who who don't kind of play each other but play in these two tournaments, and then sort of going underlining the point Dave made, I I, I got concerned a few years ago with when um, the preseason friendlies um, that were you know being played either in Asia or um, in North America. Uh, seemed to be getting out of hand to me and it seemed to be like a water testing exercise where you know players were were not getting fully rested were being asked to play in in friendlies against you know chelsea were playing barcelona or real madrid or whatever um and the audiences or the you know the spectator numbers were north of a hundred thousand. so clearly that there was a an element to me of just, I was suspicious of what was going on. I mean, it's great for those people over there to see the club and, you know, I've got no problem with that at all. But as Dave says, the fact that the game's been stolen from genuine supporters over here uh, and played, you know, in in another country, finals of competitions, if that's the way it's going to be, it's it's just, it's morally reprehensible. And I, I just can't see why um you know people would get behind it
2: yeah i, I just want to I, marco I, I could kiss you well i could anyway because i love you to pieces but i think that was just a marvelous marvelous
3: and let uh, dave kiss me
2: oh well you know i know where i am in the packing <laughs> order. a bit like chelsea supporters mate i'm at the bottom rung mate listen very quickly I snog, we, we snog regularly you, I, you, well, well nobody I, told me that why am i always cut out of this stuff you know it's you didn't
4: tell me that either. <laughs> I'm told.
2: listen boys uh i i, I want to get back uh i want one question to that i want to ask dave because he might have a very interesting view on this and then then what i want to do <laughs> is i want to include some of these fantastic emails that we've got we're being actually remarkably uh um you know well not sensible but you know quite quite I don't know measured in in our analysis of this, but there's some real passion that's come out of these emails, and I really want to include them. But Dave, the question I want to ask you because I, I, you know I've obviously been talking to you all day on various platforms and and you know I've just gone in very heavy there on on Fenway uh, group, Cronkia and the Glazers, quite rightly yeah. um, and there's a, there's been a sense. That Chelsea and City, I mean Spurs, will go on for anything because they just—they're a bit like the 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 your very you know your younger ugly cousin who wants to play football with you, but you don't really want him there. They'll they'll just do anything they can to be invited to the party. Um, but City and Chelsea, who of course are the only two clubs out of all of these twelve who don't have money issues. I mean, there was a wonderful report by the Swiss Ramble that showed how uh, how 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 well we, we we are the best off. Period and whatever. A measurement you want to call it uh, in terms of transfer money owed in terms of in terms of owner debt and the rest of it. So Chelsea and City arguably didn't need to do this for the money and there's an argument that says that they basically have only decided to pile in with this because of a fear of missing out and and being left behind which is always a a major concern for Chelsea. Well my argument against that Dave and knowing how, how you know most of them there is I think that that's morally bankrupt and frankly cowardly Chelsea I think were in a position of strength where they could have turned round and said no actually screw you we're not going to join this we don't need it you could, because of the ramifications associated with it so Dave I'd like to hear what you think of that and then mark me in
4: as a lot of people know since Mr Abramovich has been involved with Chelsea Football Club um I'd say I've got to be amongst his biggest supporters. I don't think he's got everything right. Um, I can't agree with every single thing that he's done. But on the whole, before Mr Abramovich came to Chelsea, Chelsea supporters could have only ever dreamed of what has been achieved since he's been at Chelsea Football Club. It's been a fantastic uh, period to be a Chelsea supporter. Mind you, it's been a fantastic time being a Chelsea supporter since 1905. JK can uh, verify that. (laughs) But um, I think Mr Abramovich has got this one totally wrong. And, you know, some of you know, as an ordinary guy, um, I claim to know him Quite well. He know, you know, he obviously knows me very well. I know a lot of those people, the people who run the club. Mr. M- Mr. Bramvich is a very big-hearted guy. He likes to give people a chance. I think people on the board who oppose this idea should have stood up to him. Maybe not. But
2: do you think it was Roman's idea then?
4: I'm not sure. Some people. Who write for Chelsea Football fans seem think it is his idea, but even if it were even if it was his idea, the people on the board who do know their football, or the people are, are, are of influence at Chelsea Football Club, should have pointed out the dangers of it. Um, he's got this one wrong, and you know, as. You know, Chick, and as a couple of you know, when I go and meet those people who run Chelsea Football Club, um, they don't like hearing me say my bit about it because, as uh, Clive Dunn used to say, when he played um, Corporal Jones in um, Dad's Army, they don't like it up them. And I'm, I'm not afraid to give it to them how people... Like us, talk about things on the street, and they need to hear it. And um, you know, I've had, I've had several meetings uh, and um, chance meetings, and um, organised meetings with um, Mr. Abramovich, with uh, Marina Branovsky with a with a couple of them. And um, I always give them to it. I always give it to them straight. And um, I just love Arthur uh, Alva, Mr. Abramovich, now, mm. and um, I've got to say, um, I'm so pleased that. Um, and I, yeah, I've got uh, just, I'll just preface what I'm going to say by saying I don't get tribal when I listen to some of the um, ex-professional footballers who are pundits. I like most of them. I know a lot of people don't like a lot of the um, ex-Liverpool players because they're in Liverpool and they think, well, why is Liverpool? On BBC and Sky and BT and whatever it is. But I'm so pleased that people like Gary Neville, that um, Danny Murphy on Match of the Day, um, you know, Lineker, all those people are speaking out against it. I've had a couple of um, um, messages from uh, a couple of um, ex Chelsea footballers today. I was on the phone to um, one of my um, all-time favourites, the um, most naturally gifted number 10 that Chelsea's ever had, a Chelsea supporter as um, a lad, and they are absolutely shocked by what's happened because those footballers, like your Neville's, like your Joe Coles, like your Frank Lampard's, like your John Terry's, they appreciate they appreciate the man the women, the people on the other side of the fence, the other side of that white line, who live, breathe and will die to follow them. And they appreciate that. And the trouble with it is all these people, that the people organizing the European Super League want to sell their product to, and no disrespect to them at all, but all those people watching it on television in Africa, in Asia, in America, in England, in Britain, in Europe, watching it on television, they add nothing to the game itself. They, the footballers can't hear them shouting from their armchairs in their bedrooms or in their front rooms. The only thing they can add to that game is their money, and um, it's it's a sad day for for uh, football. Yeah, definitely. Well, well
2: said, Dave. Uh, Mark, you wanted to come in, and then J.K., we're going to have a quick bash through the emails. All right.
0: If they had major major reservation, they should have walked away. Um, This is a high-risk strategy they've now embarked on. I know they've engaged lawyers already, but they're risking basically our history, our existence in competitions like the FA Cup, the Premier League, the Champions League. So it's not only the possibility we might get thrown out of the Champions League before the end of the week. There is that possibility that UEFA could actually rewrite history and they would cancel our 2012 Champions League win if it didn't actually exist, you know. So they really have rolled a really, you know, sort of high-risk dice here, you know. So well, they put it all on the line, Mark. Yeah, you know, they put they put everything on the line and it's missing the whole thing. I'll have point. everything on 39 black. That's what they yeah, said. Exactly. It's like this is a bloody big game of roulette and, and they're missing that whole thing. If they are, and they also, this is a business, you know. The wider good of the game is a secondary concern. If you were in business doing something significant as this, you would not do it without involving your shareholders. State whether comers. they bloody well like it or not, we are the emotional shareholders of this football club. Now, I said today, you know, you know, you know we've talked about this on, on this before. Ken Bates and I had our differences. You know, we've had the odd cross word. But when he took over this club in 1982, yeah, that one thing he said, you know, ultimately this football club, belongs to the supporters. And every one of you here, everyone listening, that wider Chelsea family, they are the supporters of this football club. They have hopes. They have dreams by watching their football team. That's all been killed today. Mm. So this is a high risk, as you say, 39 black on a roulette wheel in Monaco.
4: Yeah. Marco. uh, Sorry,
0: sorry. No, go on, mate.
4: Go on, the um, numbers on the roulette table only go up to thirty-six. Trust me, I've wasted hundreds on them. Maybe that, maybe <laughs> that was my point. Ah, really ninth nice okay. game, DJ. Nineteen game. <laughs> Sorry, totally above my
1: head. <laughs> anyway. Actually,
2: do you know what? Because I love DJ, and, and actually. I'm lying. I, I just completely had a brain fart and forgot that <laughs> Rulot only goes...
1: We all thought that
2: you were... I know. I could have got away with it. But if it yeah, hadn't yeah. been
1: for those pesky kids, well, enough, I'd have got away with could, it. You weren't going to get away with it because I was going to question you. Yes, I know. Was... But I, I would have I gaslit
2: you and made you believe you were wrong, like I always do. I but I couldn't I do that to DJ. You. I couldn't I'd do that. I, do, I love him you. too much. Marco, quick point from you, and then then me and J.K. will thrash out some of these
3: emails. And I was just going to say, my my, uh, my ex girlfriend's uh, Leeds United season ticket holder, and she's just WhatsApped me some pictures of uh, the the Leeds United players warming up tonight. And to their credit, um, they're, they're wearing T-shirts with Champions League earn it on one side and football is for the fans on the other. Um, so just underlining what David said about the ex players. Um, being up in arms about it, it's good to see that yeah. the, the current players are, are in the same boat. Apparently, Liverpool aren't doing the same thing. No, I, 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 I would fun. have
2: loved, I would have loved, I would, I love that a lot actually. But I'd have loved it even more if they're all wearing T-shirts saying "Same old scouts as always stealing."
4: Sorry, <laughs> can I just jump in with what you said there, Mark? Very, very quickly. I'm sorry, you know, I'm not. This isn't um, a John o takeover of this um, esteemed show, and I know I'm um, saying quite a lot, but. I, I'll be very interested um, as to what uh, Thomas Tuchel thinks about this because, in my opinion, as it's been, a, a, I think Mark alluded to it earlier, the Germans have got it right. The German supporters have a lot to say about their football clubs and it's not oh, like <laughs> and, and, and Bayern Munich haven't, um, have not decided not to enter this European Super League. And the German Players and the German clubs really respect their supporters, and I hope that Turkel and I hope that um, Jurgen Klopp is questioned yeah. forensically about what they actually really think about. Well, this. I
2: mean, you're a good point, and I mean, you know, the whole German model. I mean, it's, I, we could do we could do three hours just on this, um, and I'm, sh- I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure we're going to be talking about it for the weeks to come. But I mean, the German. Uh, model is something as you know Dave because I've written in the fanzine about this many many times I'm a great admirer of what they do but one of the things that they do do is by legislation government legislation they have a 50 plus 1 rule so all clubs need to be owned and have board representation of supporters of 51%. So that means that the, you know, venal owners can't take the mick. And the other thing they do is they, they enshrine it in legislation that percentage of season tickets at these clubs, at these uh, Bundesliga clubs, have to be uh, priced at the wage that the average working man can afford. So there's a lot to admire about the Bundesliga and how they operate their football. And I'm I'm really hoping that now that our government's got steamed up about this, that they start looking at this, because this is something that we've lobbied for on the Trust for years. Right, I am absolutely going to go to emails now, JK. Would you like to do the honours with the first one? They, these are really passionate, and I just thought it'd be good to hear, nearly, by the way, one, I know for a fact that two of them are from uh, overseas fans.
1: Now, this is from Lars Link, Linkvist. 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 Linkfest, uh, Linkfest. Uh, no, sorry, that's very unfair, Lars. Sorry. Uh, hi, Church and the gang. I'm writing you all moments after reading the announcement of Chelsea's participation in the Super League. Even though I knew this was coming, this official announcement created such a visceral feeling I had to stop in the middle of an evening with my in-laws to write this email. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking as a fan based in the United States, one with no geographic ties to this club, this announcement has been personally has filled me with disdain and disgust. I'm sure you'll all cover your own feelings on this, feelings much more personal and connected than I have, so I won't take up time or space on that front. My questions boil down to this. Number one, as non-English fans, in your own opinion, how should we react? I know it's to each their own, but this move clearly seems to be at the expense of local fans and for the interest of international fans. True. With that in mind, are we right to feel this level of disgust? Yes. Two, more importantly, what can we as international fans do? You frequently talked about how the club doesn't care for the voices of fans anymore, but there must be something. So what can we as international fans do? Surely if we sent a unified message in union with those in England, it might make some waves. I'm sure as longtime fans of the club, there'll be a lot of lot to process amongst yourselves. I Hope I can speak for all the international fans when I say we're behind all of you. So let us know what we can do. Chelsea are a part of the Premier League, not the money-based Super League. All fans that are proper Chelsea are behind you in opposition to this. Tell us how we can help. Thank you for all you do. Larsh Linkfist. P.S. In the strange event, you are somehow all not against the Super League. <laughs> feel free to skip skip this email.
2: <laughs> yeah, no chance of that, Lars. Uh, it's wonderful to know that you... I mean, and I know this for a fact. I mean, our Discord group is populated by fans from... Uh, Chelsea, fans, Chelsea supporters even, without... I don't want to get uh, ticked off by Dave, but Chelsea supporters from all over the world. And they are all 150% foursquare in agreement mm-hmm. with all of us matchgoers about what's going on. And I love them for it. I mean, Lars, to answer your question very, very quickly... Number one, go and join the Chelsea Supporters Trust because the more people we have there, the better the voice and the better chance we have of kicking up a fuss. Um, the reason for that is because the Chelsea Supporters Trust are, are allied to football, the Football Supporters Association, and Football Supporters Europe, both of whom have serious lobbying. Uh, credentials in terms of getting into clubs and more to the point in government to try and get these things ironed out so that's the first thing that you can do and i'll tell you later on how you can sign up to the trust if you're not already a member Um, but i think beyond that i think we might get into the realms of boycotts and all this kind of thing and stop buying the merch and really hit the sons of you know what's where it hurts basically but anyway good good work lars great to know you're behind us now i've got a quick one from brian justman who is in mixler tonight so hello brian he says, on behalf of America, I wish to apologise for our shady businessmen bringing their bad ideas to your continent. Brian. Well, thank you,
1: Brian, and we forgive you. J.K.? This is from uh, Jalal Karadia. Good morning, guys. I don't know if this email will make it on time to be read aloud. Well, it has. And even if it doesn't, I need your help. What do I do now to support the fight against this bullshit Super League? I was enraged when the news broke Sunday morning. The entire day was just me hoping and praying it was bullshit and that we had no part in it. But I was just being a naive fool. The game is dead, it's utterly dead, and it brings me to tears. I live in America, but have fallen in love with a club that is thousands of miles away from me. One that I have no natural born connection with, one that I followed because I love the color blue. Yes, it's a stupid reason to love a club, but it's also simple. I love Chelsea, but to today I realized Chelsea doesn't love me, nor has it ever done so. I can't lie. I'm very emotional, right? I'm a very emotional right now. I don't know what to do or how to feel. A huge part of my life is Chelsea. I've had a shit last seven to eight years of my life. But one thing that stayed constant was my absolute love and desire to watch Chelsea each and every fucking week. Now, a huge part of my life has been smashed to pieces. I'm left to question my support, my love for Chelsea for the last 12 hours. When I received the notification from the Fifth Stand app, I uninstalled it. I unsubscribed from their YouTube YouTube channel as well. I even signed the petition that Chidge and Jonathan retweeted. Will it make a difference? These bastards can steal a piece of my heart away from me and escape unscathed. I don't watch basketball, American football, baseball, cricket, etc. because none of them are the beautiful game. Football is the beautiful game. Or should I say, it was. When I was a kid, my family lived paycheck to paycheck in a small apartment. Life was good, but it was a struggle. No matter, people had it far worse than me. However, I remember each weekend, my dad would watch soccer on the TV. There was a commercial with players like Gerard, Lampard and Rooney with goal commentary in the background. And I remember hearing screams of madness and jubilation. I never saw this in basketball or any other sport. At the end of the commercial, they would call it the beautiful game and that title now sends chills down my spine because only now do I realize how beautiful it truly is. I always wanted a Chelsea jersey when I was young, but we could never afford it. Later on in life, when our financial situation became much improved, I remember going out to buy my first ever Chelsea jersey. I can't put it into words how much that day and that shirt means to me. Fast forward to about five years ago, I had a dream that I was in London to watch a Chelsea match. In this dream, I ran into JT on the street. I remember speaking to him and telling him how much I loved the club, even though I was an overseas fan. Let me be clear, going to watch a Chelsea game is genuinely one of my biggest dreams. Driving home from college after failing yet another exam, I would just dream about stepping into the stadium, breathing in the smell of the grass, hearing all of the songs and obscenities. It felt tangible, unlike any, unlike all my other dreams and ambitions. Chelsea was one fairy tale I truly felt I could one day live in. After the news today, I'm not sure about anything anymore in regards to Chelsea or my dream. It's destroyed my love for the club, and I'm unsure where we all go from here. If this goes through, I won't be watching Chelsea in the Super League. I won't be buying any more shirts. I think I'll be done with Chelsea. And that hurts. Sorry if this comes off as melodramatic or overly sappy, but I really do feel heartbroken today. This is a nightmare, and Chelsea is the cause. Take care, everyone, and I truly hope we can find a way to undo this horrendous decision. Jalal Karadia. Yeah, bravo. Blimey. Blimey. He's in the States, mate.
2: Don't know where. But Jalal, that's, that's a peach of an email, mate. DJ, DJ, who out-legends us by a factor of at least 10 to 1, all of us. He was he was giving you a
0: round of applause there, mate.
2: Mark, you have got your finger up?
0: Yeah, what a brilliant email. And I think even if it doesn't happen, and I still think there's a likelihood it, that, that it will, I think, yeah, every right He's not overly sappy. Every right to be angry. Every right to be upset. I think even if it doesn't go ahead, and apparently Steve Parrish from Crystal Palace has been on having a go, but he's actually hinted it's hard for them to live without the six clubs. So there's every chance they won't vote them out tomorrow. But I think whatever happens, and if it doesn't happen, I think everybody, don't ever forget who did this and the people responsible. I think You're that's right. the most important. It can't Even be if- undone, Mark. I, I know, but I it think can't people be unseen. need to remember the people responsible for this and yeah. what they've done to Chelsea Football Club.
2: Let's today. just kick Liverpool, Man United and Arsenal out then, all right? No, 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 I'm just- <laughs> Mar- 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 Marco, Marco had his finger up.
3: Yeah, all, all, all it is, I've, um, I've got uh, the, the, the quote from uh, Tuchel when he was asked today, when did you know Chelsea were signing up for a European Super League and how do you feel about being part of it? And his response is kind of quite interesting because you, you get a sense of, um, I don't know, I, I got a sense of maybe how he's feeling about this. So let me read you this out if you haven't heard it before. I have known about it since yesterday, but I'm here to be in the hardest competition. That is why I came here. This is what I love, to play in the hardest competitions in Europe. That's, what I, that's why I'm at Chelsea. As you know, I do not get too involved with the subjects around us. I'm a bit sad that the subjects are there now, as I was hoping to talk about the Man City game, or more importantly, the Brighton game. This is clearly not the case today, but as you know, I'm part of this club. I trust my club to make the right decisions. I think it is too early to judge everything, and it is not my part. And I love this bit, he says here. On my badge at Chelsea, it says I have to play my role. Everyone has to play their role, and mine is to be a coach and to be focused. We have an important game coming up. I don't know. I kind of get a sense there, he's kind of just... You know, obviously he's kind of embargoed on what he can say and what he can't say. Um, but he strikes me as a football man um and not a suit. Uh you know, and, and obviously he's he's German, so he comes from that culture that we've already spoken about, um, where it's you know it's football is about the supporters. Um so, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how, how that evolves, and how mm-hmm. that discussion evolves, because I guess, you know, he's going to be continually asked about it.
2: Well, I mean, the other thing, you know, we, we I mean, we'll talk about this in, in part two and three if we have time. <laughs> but, you know, Tommy Tuchel, we, we are all really warming to this guy. I mean, I, I'll i give you a teaser. And, and I know I spoke to a few the other, other day, but. I I think that this, he he's arguably you know the best manager certainly since Conte, but there's so much of what reminds me on the pitch about what you know, Prime Mourinho did. We we've got a real gem here. This idiocy that the club have put through could jeopardise Tuchel if I, if Tuchel's as good as we say he is and, and 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 has a moral compass and a belief in his own ability, he'll say, well, screw that. I'm on, you know, what's the point? I'm did off. That
3: to PSG. Yeah, didn't exactly. Um.
2: um Right, good comments, boys. Right, I've got, I've got two more. And the last one, i have going to do both of them, JK, because the last one kind of segues into the question that I want to ask you, which will, I think, nicely round up where we are on all of this right now and where we think it might go. Uh, this is from Nicholas John, who says, I'm disgusted by my club, Chelsea FC, to follow the other English clubs like Sheep. As fans, we are ashamed, as this had nothing to do with the fans or the players, but the greed of the owners. I want it noted that I will no longer support this club if it's just to do with money, money and will support my rugby team instead on a full basis. Uh, That's a harsh decision, Nicholas. Anyway, what fantastic news on the flip side would this do to our club if Chelsea were the only club to pull out the instant respect and brand for our club going forward? That's what I'd like to say. I think Nicholas means if they, you know, pull back from this. Chelsea FC have considered the implication on its fans and players' future and feel this is not the right decision to take and will no longer be joining the so-called supergroup. That's what I would like to hear. Kind regards, Nicholas John. Yep, I don't disagree with a lot of that, Nicholas. Although, as Mark was saying a minute ago, what they've already done cannot be unseen. You know, they will forever be known as the treacherous betrayers to football. Uh, now, the last one is from our mate Alan Gavran, uh, J.K., or uh, Rootless Cosmo on Twitter. Aussie signed my broken leg in Mixler. He says, Chidge, kiddo and fellow guests, if the rumoured European stupid league goes ahead with Chelsea as one of the founder members, which club will you start supporting instead of our beloved Chelsea?
1: JK. Uh, Fulham, I've already uh, looked them up on the um, internet and I'm going to buy a season ticket.
2: Mm, already? Yeah. Got, got nice new boxes down there as well.
1: Yeah, I've never liked a box. Mm. I'm, I'm not really a hospitality member. Remember that. I'm not, I don't go for that. You can
2: like go it. and sit in the old wooden seats in the Johnny Haynes uh, stand and get splinters up your arse and, and,
1: and piles because it's so no, bloody I've, cold. I've, I've been in there. You can't. It's, it's the other stand you get, the, the freezing off the river. No, mate. No,
2: I've, I've sat in the Johnny Haynes stand and I thought I was going to die of well,
1: hypothermia. OK. Okay. Well, perhaps the thing to do is to wait until the new stand's finished then before buying a ticket.
2: So Fulham for JK. Mark Gore.
3: It'd be Sutton United for me. So 149 pounds for a season ticket. I can go in the shoe box with Dirty Barry Bonnet <laughs> and all the lads. <laughs> <off there>. um, <laughs> the team sports club have already affiliated themselves with 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 the Gander Green Lane mob. So <laughs> it would be it would be very very easy for me, and it and it's a five minute walk from my house. Brilliant, brilliant,
2: brilliant. I, I knew that would be the answer. I have to say, I love the pick of you in the VIP area of the Team teams Sports uh, Social Club the other day, mate. Very nice, very nice.
0: Uh, Mark, what about you, mate? Uh, well, I'm already uh, a season ticket holder at Wheelstone, so that's a very simple and straightforward answer. Yeah, you know, I'd go and watch <coughs> and, uh, Yeah, and then obviously if Wheelstone, you know, um were able to play Sutton in the National League, providing Sutton don't get promoted. I could go along the shoe mate. I mean up with tops. Yeah. And I think that's the annoying thing about that whole legacy thing as well is you know, cause the other thing to say about it as well is, you know, we all were fans yesterday. We're fans today. We'll be fans tomorrow and fans in the future. But we might not be supporting Chelsea football club yeah in this stupid super league.
2: Yeah, good point on that. Uh Dave, what about you mate?
4: Um I'm a mate of uh, the manager of AFC Wimbledon, the record company I've signed to helped start AFC Wimbledon. So it would be a toss up between following AFC Wimbledon or Millwall. But the truth of the matter is, I'm not so much a football supporter, but a Chelsea supporter. I always have been since I was a kid and for me, I'm not sure that I could fully give my heart to anybody else apart from Chelsea and I'm just hoping that I'm feeling they've broken my heart now that you know they change their mind and um, help me you know regain rekindle my love for them.
2: Yeah, so I mean I may I kind of I'm kind of slightly with you on that. I mean I... You know, I'm a. Ch- I mean, I, I do love football, really, and I love the history of it and everything else that goes with it. Um, and I, I came to kind of Chelsea a lot later than all of you lot. I mean, all of you lot were kind of born
4: into it, really. I mean, um, and finally, well, get me wrong, Chidge. You know, if um, there's nothing better for me yeah, than um, staying up and uh, watching Matt of the day at Tottenham get a spanking. No. I watched that all day long. I love that. Repeat. Yeah, i repeat. I, yeah,
2: I, I agree with that. I mean, the thing is, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I'm kind of with Dave on this. I would find it hard to really carry on with football. I, I think I might just retire. I've got plenty of other interests. Uh, a lot I share with these boys, you know, like the music and stuff. Go back to, you know, loves that I had when I wasn't so much in love with football. You know, cricket, I'm a huge fan of. I mean, I, I might just go and buy myself a season ticket down at Hampshire and spend the summers there. Uh, my wife, actually, is the only person that I know who's a Chelsea supporter who is pl- pleased about the European Super League because she thinks that it means that I won't be able to go anymore and she'll yeah. get she'll get to see me every <laughs> weekend and then get me out on that bloody allotment. However, to answer your question, uh, Alan, I mean, my dad's a Portsmouth fan and he took me, my first ever game, actually, was about seven. And you took me down to Fratton Park, and it was shit. No other word for it, excuse my French, but it really was. And violent, and scared the hell out of a, a young, skinny little seven-year-old. Um, but, I mean, of course, they've had a very interesting journey recently, and they are a proper club, and, and they are local-ish. So I might be tempted by that, but actually almost closer to home, um, there are two really good non-league teams around, Winchester F- uh, uh, Winchester City FC, who play in the Evo Stick League South West. Uh, I-, I could walk to that, but actually I'm I'm even more enamoured by the town where I grew up. I was born in Winchester, but I grew up in a lovely little town called Allsford. And uh, Alsford Town, the Magpies, the Magical Magpies, they play in the Sydenham Wessex Premier Division, uh, and are the Southampton Senior Cup winners 2019. So I can I could go and support them and claim that I'm a glory hunter, which really appeals to me. Uh, but hey, go follow them on Twitter, at Alsford underscore town. They've only got 609 followers. But the other thing about that is they play at Albury Park, and my dad was on the parish council and then the city council, and he was very instrumental in getting them a recreation ground, a place to go and play football, So my family has a huge association with that. And it would be I would I I could retire as a grumpy old man on a on a on a seat that I'd have to bring myself cheering on the magical magpies, knowing that my dad had a lot a lot to say about them being able to play there. So, you know, there's there's all sorts of things that we can do. Final word to Mark.
0: It was going to question I was going to ask Chidge and and everybody else. Did anybody actually watch Allsford Town last season?
2: Well, they've no because they were like you know uh it up like we were. They're back playing now because I, I mean look, there we go. Do you want to see a bit of footage? It's louder than Wembley was yesterday.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a table tennis
2: competition. Polite applause, very Hampshire. <laughs> oh, so they're playing again. There you go, Windsor George. George Windsor scored anyway, so there is there is hope, Marco.
3: I Just wanted to make a point. Um, I kind of sort of alluded to this in, in in my article for CFC UK that is yet to be published. By, oh, thank you. Um, the, the the you know we've been away from the game for a, for a year. And and I was kind of thinking, you know, I really miss my Chelsea mates that I don't see um, apart from when I'm at football, yeah. and even kind of like the people you just, you know, at the CFC UK store, you nod, say hello to all of that kind of ramshackle bonhomie camaraderie. You know that that is what I miss um, as much about the footballers, sort of being in my seat and liquidator playing. and and the teams running out, and, you know, the banners going across both ends, uh, all of that kind of stuff. But the timing of this European Super League thing is atrocious, if you think about it, because we've kind of all got used to not being at football. And, you know, before this European Super League thing happened, there were people, you know, that I could see on social media were, were... thinking well you know maybe i might not go back and and all and, and that's just kind of this is just kind of forcing the issue for a lot of people to make that decision um and just you know for, forget you know i was joking about going to watch our local non-lead teams and that kind of thing you know it's just ripping the soul out of um well it, it just it's, what, it's like a like a, do, a what, we, what we do as human beings it's like you it's, know, it's, it's, it's like dropping a that, huge bomb human. on it marco We've just been so blown, blown apart the the shared experience of going going to the game, all of that um, has, has just been you know torn asunder um, and you know and, and I've always had misgivings about the fact that uh, you know our generation of supporters um, who are kind of raging against the dying of the light now, uh, you know we make a lot of noise but one day we'll be gone. And, you know, the Mandarins in charge of the game and the people in the boardroom, they, they know this. And, you know, it's really down to the younger generation. If, if they believe as strongly as we do, um, and there's ev- plenty of evidence that they do, given what, what I've seen on social media today, uh, you know, they really need to take a stand against this rather than just being the old duffers who moan all the time. Um, about, you know, our game being stolen. Mm.
2: Marco, very wise words there. And I mean, that's the reality, isn't it? And I, th- I have you right, mate. We can we can sit and joke about, you know, going supporting other clubs and stuff, but uh, nothing can replace uh, what we face losing and nothing can replace what our club are killing. And frankly, <laughs> if, if anybody in that boardroom at Chelsea FC had an ounce of honour and empathy and morality they would do the decent thing and all resign because none of them none of them are fit to lace the shoes of anyone here or anyone listening this show because we have more care and love for the future of Chelsea Football Club in our toenail clippings than that lot in the boardroom at Chelsea Football Club have and on that point we must go for a break. Sorry, JK. We've got to go for a break because it's it's an hour and ten in.
1: Go on then. One more point. There's, there's a demonstration tomorrow ah.
2: outside the bridge. Thank you. So, sorry, I forgot that. You're going to
3: go. Just just on that on that topic, uh, is, is that is the is the demo kind of is that meet at five thirty and and then demonstrate so that voices can be heard when the game's being played at eight o'clock or. What what what's the story there?
1: I got well, the Im- make- I got the impression it was just that's when it starts and however long it lasts I don't know. It was bring- I'm not
4: actually um, attending the demonstration. It just so happens I've got to walk past the ground at half past five, so I might well observe. Mm.
2: Oh, interesting. So I mean, clearly I can't go because I've, I've got clients down here and I'm in Winchester. But good luck. I know we are the Shed Boys are very much behind that. Thank you for reminding me that uh, of that J.K. because that's an important point to make out. As are these two points as well. Uh, the first one, Dave has been waiting to hear this for at least 10 years. Uh, CFC UK, right? We can't get it on a match day, obviously, because none of us are at the matches. But you can still get Chelsea's number one fanzine. Uh, I should ask him to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. You can get it digitally. If I'm wrong, he'll tell me. If You can get it digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. Or it can be... Go on.
4: CFC UK at gate 17
2: i'm about to get there i'm about to get there so see, it can be bought as a hard proper copy uh also use it as a chelsea brick if you need to uh priced at two pounds am i right here that includes first class uh delivery yeah
4: it does yeah but you can also get your digital subscriptions via cscuk at gate 17.co.uk
2: bang on and that's that's also the place to 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 sell you know paypal address as well so
4: it is thank you very much yeah your um check will be in the post No, tonight. that's
2: all right but i mean come on tell us tell us i mean you know it's, it must have been really tough this season because you know not being at the match no traffic you know it's important that people buy this flaming thing you me mark and marco all right for it and have done for years and years and years it's an absolute i mean it's it's a legend of a publication
4: the thing about what i have been thinking about the last 24 hours so to be honest with you and um you've been um good enough to um uh throw a few quid my way by way of um advertising i'm just thinking i hope i don't have to pay all the um solid and um loyal um advertisers back if the worst comes to the worst and um, Chelsea football club in some way doesn't exist next season.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I I mean, number one, don't pay me back. I'm happy to, it's paid. It's a sunk cost as they say. And secondly, I think the reality I is, you,
4: I should have charged you more. Now, I too. did
2: tell you to, and I said, mate, I'll pay more. It's okay. And he says, no, 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 no. And I said, Dave, I'll pay more. He said, no, no, no. I said, all right, I'm going to ask you again. Um, i mean the reality is people uh chelsea football club will go on in one way or another uh the reality is it might not go on in a guise that we are entirely happy and concordant with uh there is of course another alternative that we didn't talk about actually and i i'm now going to make this the longest part one ever in chelsea fancast history probably since the last time dave was on in fact but uh you know there is a there is I mean we mentioned Wimbledon didn't we and we mentioned Portsmouth and there there is a track record in this country of clubs rising from the phoenix like ashes. I mean the most famous example of what I'm talking about has happened at Man Manchester when the Glazers first took over. A load of lads up there thought no we're not having that they're stealing the soul from our club. How prophetic they were, and they set up FC United. Marco and I have both written in the fanzine and joked about setting up AFC Ch- uh, Chelsea down in. Uh, in um, Eel Park, Il Park Common, or similar, uh, and there's no reason why we can't. And I think the really interesting element in that is where CPO stand on that, because of course they own they own the, the the rights to the ground, and of course more importantly the name Chelsea FC. I'd love to have a chat with one of the CPO people on here very soon and find out what their angle is on that.
1: Mm. I shall. Isn't the loan a problem though, George? Well, I,
2: I've it? always said that. I mean, you're right. There's a 10 million quid loan, isn't there, which could be yeah. asked back. How um, okay how many supporters around the world are there divide that between 10 million and see if we could uh, come up we with a raise,
1: little... the, raise the money ourselves
2: Yeah maybe that's the answer pay the the sun... chidge Chid fund pay the swine off by crowdfunding it and we'll take the name thank you and you can be yeah, L- me... LA, LA Chelsea Blues
4: I've already um looked into the um the financials of all that and there's tw- if 20,000 people Subscribed. I I can't remember the exact figure off the top of my head at £25 a month, which is probably about the price of four or five, well, three or four pints. If 20,000 people subscribe for, I think it's um, less than three years, we get £10 million. And I've suggested that to Chelsea pitch owners because it's all right selling the odd um, share for. Hang on, Mr. Jim Obama. Rockford's on the you phone. Have to wait, boss. Sorry. Um Is that Roman? It was, yeah, but he can wait. Um if twenty thousand people subscribe to a fund for three years, twenty five pound a month, you'd get ten million pounds mm. and pay off that loan. And that um, the sword of Damocles would no longer be hanging over Chelsea pitch owners.
2: I I think it could well be an interesting development play going forward. But we'll watch that space. Now, we really do have to go to part two. But before I do that, I've got got a very important bit of breaking news. The first is that Paul Crowder says to Dave, if that's my wife, tell her I'm out. Uh, And secondly, uh, football prizes. Yes, the next football prizes at football underscore prizes. Competition is underway. It is for a Thomas Tuchel signed and custom-framed Chelsea shirt. Uh, And you can enter the prize draw at footballprizes.co.uk forward slash product forward slash Tuchel. And tickets cost £5.95 for the draw. And the competition ends on Wednesday, April the 21st at 7.30pm. Now, when we return after a little bit of refreshment, uh, massage in my case, uh, some caviar in Jonathan's case, we will talk about the city game, and I, and I know, and, and yeah, we'll just talk about the city game. And if we can get as far as we can, we'll talk about the Brighton game tomorrow too. But we'll do City first. See you in a minute.
4: Real fans,
3: real opinions.
4: I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys. On the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels.
3: FootballFancast.com
2: Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast with me, Stanford Chidge. Him down there, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Whoop The... Wonderfully coutured uh, Castrol GTX shirt-wearing Marco Worrell, the pr- uh, proprietor of Gate 17 Publishing. Sarah. The absolutely ever-so lovely, uh, the brains of an otherwise no-brain outfit, Mr. Mark Meehan of uh, Chelsea Independent, uh, Chelsea Chelsea Independent supporters. And all sorts of books. Kelvin was reminding me of all the books that I forgot to mention that you'd written the other other day, as only Kelvin could. Uh, Mark, bless him. I don't know if you saw that email, but it was very I d- funny. I did see
0: the email, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that offline. Yeah, we'll definitely catch up on that. But I think, yeah, a shameless bloke talking about books. Have you have you got your copy yet? no why isn't
2: mine turned up i've got one yeah. on coming apparently
0: No, yeah, it's a big big up to neil Fitzsimon yeah. and sort fitz of Publishing. i've got my copy of a deeper shade of blue so i'm reading it at the moment yeah well my my apparently
2: you know like all the checks i'm getting that mine's in the post but uh, i can't wait to read it and review it. anyway enough of that later right last but by no means least uh, his for his first appearance in i don't i don't i had do you know what i can't even remember how long it's got to be 10 years mate maybe maybe a little bit less what do you think dj
4: I've got to say thank you very much for um, uh, um, for listening to my begging request this morning as to whether I could join or not. But um, I feel quite strongly about this issue. Yeah. and um, I, I um, thank you very much for uh, allowing me to um, um, put my views forward well, on you know, such a fantastic platform. Thank you very much. Well, and my- um, hurry
2: up hurry up yeah my my pleasure mate i have to say you know when when dj phones you up says i'm i want to come on the fan cast, you don't say no it's a bit like being a bit of a garage band and bruce springsteen phone you up the boss and says i want to come and do an encore with you tonight you go okay mate i'll see you later <laughs> that's pretty much what i did so uh, it's a real pleasure to have you back on mate i have to say it's been way yes, way please. too long
4: thank you
2: Right. uh, We're going to kick this part off really with another shameless plug, really, but both for good causes and very in keeping with what we've been talking about tonight. And we mentioned it earlier on in part one, why it's important. And if you don't know why it's important to join the supporters trust now, I suggest that you never will. And I'm going to read you their statement. Uh, This went out and actually bless their hearts. This went out on a lot of the news media this morning. Uh, But they They say expect the unexpected, but today the Chelsea Supporters Trust, our members and football supporters across the world, have experienced the ultimate betrayal. Chelsea Football Club, along with 11 of the top European sides, have announced their intention to establish a Super League. This is a decision of greed to line the pockets of those at the top, and it's been made with no consideration for the loyal supporters, our history, our future, or the future of football in this country. This is unforgivable enough is enough very wise words from the trust there now uh there's never been a more important time to join the supporters trust as i said a membership costs five pounds and as a member you will get uh to have a say on important issues like this and ensure that the voice of supporters are heard uh, all you need to do is to go to chelsea to sign up and on a related issue we were talking about chelsea pitch owners and why it might be important that they may have a role to play it being that they are the guardians of the freehold of the stadium and of course they have the name they own the name chelsea fc so if you want to have a piece of chelsea get yourself a cpo share as i said owning a share means you've got a share of the freehold of the stadium and it protects it from being sold to a property developer in the future and of course the name thus ensuring that football is played at Stamford bridge it's spiritual home forever or we just set up as a chelsea fc mark two and they can bugger off with their money to the states uh, now shares are priced at 31 pounds cheapest electronic share right up to 210 quid now for 210 quid you get a signed a, a share framed and signed by the, one of the players whoever you want and you get it presented to you on the pitch it being that we'll not be playing football anymore i would just go and get a framed signed one and leave it at that for about 80 to 100 quid but you know what to do go and get one because it gives you some power we are the only club We are the only club, the only supporters of any club that have this kind of power. It is real and it is tangible. And if you want one, go to the Chelsea website and search for Chelsea Pitch Owners. Right. We're actually going to talk about some football that's been played. It's an hour and 26 minutes into the show. And we are finally going to talk about some football. That has to be a record even for us. Unbeknownst to many of us... uh, it's amazing. As twenty four hours. They say that a week is a long time in in politics, a day is a long time in football. But on Saturday, on Saturday, uh, Chelsea uh, beat Man City one nil in the FA Cup semi final. Which, I, I, I mean, you know, whatever else has gone on this weekend, is a brilliant achievement. That's our fourth final in five seasons, our fifteenth final appearance. That's uh, only only Arsenal with twenty and United, I think, on twenty three or is it the other way around have got have been in more we've won it eight times that's equal with spurs would you believe and behind united on 12 and arsenal on 14 and if we win the fa Cup final uh we'll still be uh the fourth most successful english club of all time trophy wise that'll be five behind arsenal and five ahead of city but obviously behind united and liverpool of course this is what chelsea football club is willing to throw down the toilet all of that wonderful history, Marco, something that you and I talk about a lot. That's what they're willing to throw away. But apart from that, bloody good game management by Tommy T and his troops.
3: Yeah. Uh, got his game plan spot on. I think um, clearly he sees the FA Cup as an opportunity to make his mark uh, with a trophy as quickly as possible. And, um, you know, it gets my respect for that because I love the magic of the cup. Mm. It is, for me, more important than the Champions League. Although it's pretty nice winning the Champions League. But honestly, I love the FA Cup. I have devoted my CFC UK article, which is a record for me, (laughs) 1,800... My (laughs) God! That's even more than me! (laughs) To the magic of the cup! And
4: I'm we're going to have... win the cup, and I'm that's to... what it means to me. I'm going to have to get the red pen out on that one, mate, or we'll make the panzine no. <laughs> no. A4 no. instead of A5.
2: Hey, DJ,
3: point, DJ, DJ. 6.5, That's the way that is, get... D- get DJ. More...
4: Get that's more... why we're all wearing glasses. DJ, have you
2: noticed since Football London have been teaching me to write properly that my articles for you have got shorter
4: and therefore more manageable?
2: Well,
4: I've got to pull um, me hand up on this one because um, his articles are getting longer. And um, uh, being a former editor of a Fanzine himself, he should know. And um, I know, Jonathan, I love you very, very dearly, and uh, as you know, and. Um, Should you ever um, feel the urge, um, I don't want you to feel um, like the lemon at this particular party, but you'd be very welcome to um, pen your thoughts. I'd love to have you, but I
1: I don't think I can... uh, can
2: Hang on, hang on, hang on. JK first, then Marco.
1: I can't come up to the standard of everybody here, uh, DJ. That's the trouble. You clearly don't read my rubbish, then. (laughs) I I, I I I read it and I go... Oh, just got. Oh, I could have written about that. Oh, I could have, oh well. never mind. But J.K.
3: J.K. shouldn't hide his light under a bushel because right. he's in the process of compiling um, the the unpublished memoirs of his dear father Sam. Uh, and when he told me how long it was at the outset, and then I told him how many pages that would represent, and it would be three times longer than. Um, Kelvin Barker's celery oh book, my which, which, which listen, when, when I first taught myself how to format paperback books, and I said, I said to Kel, should we should we reprint your book? And it came out at eight hundred and forty-seven. <laughs> <pages. laughs> but J.K. J.K. has has. Um, I, I said we're going to have to do it in three volumes, mate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to,
3: we're having to 125,000 words per volume, and there's four of them. So, JK can write, David. Don't oh, worry about yeah, that. Get him in. Guest, guest articles. Sign was, him was, up. you are going to get 1,200 words in the fancy. <laughs> well, good is that? <laughs> <laughs> Jake, 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 what, Dave, in all seriousness, what I said to you in, in I, uh, when I emailed it across, um, it, on the basis that quite probably everybody's submitted... Longer articles than normal. Feel free to just pull all the adverts for Game 17 books to free up some pages. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. About that.
2: Anyway, anyway. I mean, I have Marco absolutely right. Everybody here would agree, JK. I feel really bad, actually, and dirty because I... I went on with Dean to these lovely young lads, Nick and Jack, on that Chelsea podcast on on Saturday, right after the game, which, as you know, is a very dangerous thing to do when your brain is still befuddled by the football. And they asked somebody asked a question: What's more important, winning the FA Cup or winning against Real Madrid on on on, on uh, next week? And I, I foolishly, because at that time we were living in a completely different world, and and there's nothing like winning a Champions League. And I remember how I mean the most when I die. I know that one of the images that will flash before my, my eyes, before I leave this mortal coil, will be uh, Didier Drogba's penalty in Munich and me crying and hugging. Um, um, oh, bloody hell, I'm having a brain fart. No, no, that was in the Imperial. Bushes and Martin Wickham. And God knows who else. And crying and just and then singing, are you what? That will flash before my eyes. So that is the most joyous night of my Chelsea life. So stupidly, I said, oh, well, I mean, it's a tough one because I love the FA Cup. But really, it's got to be beating Real Madrid because I think we've got a chance of winning the CL final. Now I'm regretting this hugely. The error of my ways is clear because it's the FA Cup, stupid, isn't it?
3: It's Robbie Di Matteo, isn't it? Yeah. Robert yeah. Di Matteo scoring that goal early on in that 1997
2: Cup yeah. final. It's, it's the Cup, mate, isn't it, J.K.? But they did really well. Teamwork.
1: No, no, but, but yeah, they did wonderful. Can we get this perspective, please? Can we not just win both trophies? Why
2: did we... <laughs> well, yes. The Why question we... was either or, though, mate. Yeah,
1: but I, I wouldn't ask who we ever win. Uh, exactly, that's the point. Well, will, will we we'll be allowed to take? Will we be allowed to take part? Will I they get rid know. of everything now? JK, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going be a red line down it. I'm yes, going to so. pin
2: you down, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, there was yeah. some really good stuff that happened on Saturday, and, it, and for me, it was a kind of a logical extension, nay, conclusion about how well yeah. we did against uh, Atletico and then Porto, and then we yeah. shit housed it again. But what really impressed me most was their in-game management, but also JK phenomenal teamwork, the way they played for each other, ran for each other, tackled for each other. And I just well, thought, I just thought, bloody hell, Tommy Tuchel has
1: done this. He is remarkable. Well it was it was interesting watching the um uh the Leicester Southampton game yesterday where nobody has this this word precision that he uses all the time. Nobody has the precision of the team at the moment. That the team at the moment I think could beat all of them. It could beat PSG, it could beat Real Madrid just by their ability to pass out of supposedly um, uh, impossible situations where there, there are two players onto, onto three players onto two or to one. There's always somebody available. It's flicked out. It's flicked back again. I mean, I, I, there, was, there are kind of moments in it where I used, to, I used to infuse wonderfully over the brilliance of Alan Hudson when he was surrounded by three players flicking the ball to somebody. And you go, God, he managed to do that. But all these players can do it at will. And they get out of, uh, they whip the ball up to the end, uh, up to the forwards to make a decision onto the wing. Um, in this instance, it seemed to be Chilwell, who was outstanding. Chilwell, apart from his ridiculous volleyed miss, which, oh, goodness, what a great move that was, was outstanding. His ability to put um, Werner, who uh, I still am terribly disappointed in, and yet, it, as a as a kind of winger who just gets there and crosses, he's. He's, you know, fulfilling some expectations, but my goodness, he's got to put the ball in the net. But the way that they work these moments out, noticing that there was always this ball on, which was clearly the best best opportunity for them to score. And he set that up as much as possible. In the meantime, the defence working for each other, absolutely phenomenally. And I love the fact we got into the last 10 minutes and it was it was Mourinho shit at its best. My God, all that lying around and destroying the momentum. Zuma, oh, Zuma wow. in the last minute, oh, lying down wow. in the penalty area.
2: Oh, oh, I love that. I nearly so, wet myself with just delight at that moment. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But well, mainly because it happens to us so often. And it was, I mean, at the well, same
2: wetting ourselves. I know we're old, mate, but yeah, yeah, hang on, yeah, but I'm not ready is, for the depends yet.
1: No, so, you know the, the tenor lady worked very well. I find <laughs> for these situations, but the uh, oh. but his um. Uh, You know, I mean, the purist in me doesn't approve of that, but if everybody's going to do it, let's do it in that situation because other teams have done it to us. But the, uh, I just put, yes, you're absolutely right, Chips. The the overall team, the teamwork was fantastic, magnificent. Um, They're all so, so capable. And we, and once again, Kante absolutely out of his skin Mm. everywhere. It's so essential to this team working. And I hate to say it, Jorginho, absolutely excellent performance again just gonna
2: bring dj in, and then then i want to talk about some of the individual players because you've you've hit uh you've you struck a chord with me on all of that so far dj
4: i've got to say um the fa cup is my favorite of all the trophies i never thought you know i thought 1994 for me actually being there would be as good as it got 1997 was absolutely fantastic I never thought I'd live to see Chelsea win the FA Cup after 1994, never mind the league or the Champions League uh, or whatever. It's absolutely fantastic, although some of the love for the FA Cup and getting to the final has been dissipated by the fact that they those idiots running the game who are ruining it have decided to play the FA Cup semi-finals at Wembley. And also Sir Norman, never been to a football game in his life, Foster, who designed the new Wembley, has, you know, taken some of the joy away from it for for me. But the FA Cup is the trophy that I want Chelsea to win as often as possible. And um, just a quick point about uh, Tuchel. I think he's absolutely fantastic. He speaks well. He speaks well about Chelsea. He hasn't been fortunate enough to experience the support you'd get from a full Stamford Bridge or the away supporters. And I think it's absolutely fantastic. And I, I think there's a slight reticence in him when he always feels he has to... Um, mentioned the fact that it's not his fault that he got the job after Frank Lampard. It ain't his fault. It's not his fault what happened to Frank Lampard. I'm still devastated for the bloke. I'm glad to say that um, I've exchanged a few WhatsApp messages for him with him over the past couple of weeks, having not heard anything from him previously since um, the 25th of uh, January. But um, I think Thomas Tuchel has done a fantastic job. And um, if you're listening to this, Thomas, it ain't your fault what happened to Frank. No, no. And do
2: you know what? It remind, reminds me, he said that. I think he's a really emotionally intelligent and very, very smooth and savvy operator because the first... If you think about what that idiot Benitez did when he came and he couldn't even bring himself to apologise for being a pillock when he was at Liverpool, Thomas Tuchel had the self-awareness and intelligence to go, look... I know you love Frank. It's not my fault he's gone. He's a brilliant guy. I love him to pieces, but I, there's not much I can do. I get asked to do a job when I'm here. And I thought that that was pitch perfect. Um, Mark, Mr. and I mean, It's actually interesting, actually, DJ talking about his love of the cup and, 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 uh, and not even thinking he, he would live long enough to see us win it again. It reminds me of uh, somebody that we all know and love dearly, actually, the wonderful Neil Smith. And uh, Smithy and Psycho Phil, and a few others used to I've told this story many times written about it too but they used to gather on the anniversary of Chelsea winning the cup in 1970 they gathered every year to listen to not uh, well basically it was it was an lp a long playing record vinyl for the youth of the common the bbc commentary of the 1970 cup final they would gather, gather in Phil's uh, you know living room and listen to the The entirety of the commentary, every year on the anniversary, living in hope that one day we might get to Wembley in a meaningful way again. So if you want to know why Chelsea supporters love the FA Cup, it's things like that 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 make it special. But Mark, more to the point, uh, I thought Mount, Jorginho, Ziyech, Aspie and Rudiger and of course Kante. But those uh, five in particular really stood out for me on Saturday.
0: I would agree, but I would throw in Chilwell and James as well, because obviously when we were doing the the preview show on Friday night, I opted for Marcus Alonso, and I thought Chilwell on Saturday had an absolutely storming game. He played an Alonso role. He was so far forward, and credit to that goes to Tuchel, the way he set the team up. Uh, And, you know, you could have seen him like Alonso doing that. He just replicated that role. And, uh, yeah, other than that chance he missed... But also we talked on Friday night and obviously with the guy from Man City and just the importance of having Reese James on the side because I thought on Friday night the threat would come down the left-hand side because I was absolutely convinced they would play Foden and they didn't. You know, they, made they were say, a lot
2: better when he came on.
0: They were much better when he came on. But obviously he kept... Sterling's no bad player. He kept Sterling quiet. But I thought James had a fine game as well. Yeah, you Jorginho, know, again, we've debated him to death, but another fine game at the weekend. Mount was incredible. You know, every single week we talk about Mason Mount and an absolute scandal. That clown that is Mike Dean. You know how Fernandinho was not sent off. That was a stamp. You know, no two ways about it. Well,
2: I thought I thought the second tackle,
0: when actually Mount,
2: you know, still turned him and then went off. But that was a that was I would say that was a red on its own.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what's the point of having things like VAR when something is blatant and obvious that they get, get completely missed? But that aside, a really good team performance, certain players stood out. And again, Werner as well. You know, I, I thought Werner had a hard-working game. Yeah, OK, he's there to put the ball in the net, but I thought he had a hard-working game on Saturday. He he created the goal and obviously he had the chance that was disallowed as well, you know. Um, A a fine game for Vernon as well. Can I throw in an FA Cup stories as an aside as well? Yes, because I love your stories. People love the FA Cup. Like 1979, um, Chelsea organised up in the East Stand a re-showing of the 1970 FA Cup final replay. Because clearly, if you've been going as long as we have, us legacy supporters, we did nothing between 1970 and 79 in the FA Cup. So they invited Ron Harris and Peter Bonetti, God rest his soul, along as guests. And if you remember the 1971st half, you know you obviously have Mick Jones sort of taking Bonetti out. And like some of our well-known faces on the terraces were there um, at this sort of screening. And obviously, when Mick Jones takes Bonetti out, there's like, you dirty Northern bastards. And then then shortly afterwards, Mick Jones scores the opening goal for Leeds. And all Icky's and his boys are sitting at the back of the East End and they start singing, you're going to get your fucking heads kicked in. (laughs) And Rod Harris turns around and goes, it's all right, lads, calm down. We win this one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's that's peach. Um, Marco, uh, Mark, quite rightly added Werner to that list and you know poor old Tim O'Verner, you know he's had a torrid time hasn't he or we could say he's had a Torres time perhaps but um I have to say I thought he really played his part actually on uh on on Saturday you know he was a great out ball for us he created the goal um you know he couldn't score a goal to save his life at the moment but he's he's doing you know when you're in a really you know bad run of form and we all know we've watched some horrendous Chelsea players in our time. The minimum we require is that they, they put 100% in and they do the best that they can. And I would say Werner's doing that at the moment.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think the interesting thing with Werner, unlike um, some of the other strikers that we've signed who you know stumbled and kind of fell away and couldn't quite get it together... The, 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 there are two Timo Verna's. There's, there's Timo Werner, the player that we expect to score goals, which, you know, that, that's what we thought we were getting. Um, and there's a Timo Werner we saw on um, Saturday against City, which, which is a player with electrifying pace that's capable of shredding defences and put that telling ball in to, to Hacking ziek as as it was on on saturday to score the only goal of the game
1: did it and twice with the offside goal did yeah. it twice? Oh, yeah
3: yeah so you know may, maybe maybe he's going to be a different kind of player so i don't i don't know i mean as long as chelsea win i don't mind where the goals come off you know no, they, they come me off neither. the back of tony rudiger's bottom um that, that that's fine with me but I, you know, I quite enjoy watching um, Werner, you know, really run at defenders. Maybe in a, you know, more of an orthodox winger type role um, than than an out and out striker. And if that's if that's what he's going to be for Chelsea, then 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 great. I, I, I don't mind,
4: mm. Dave. I've got to say, my man of the match and soon to be. And um, I'm sorry. Um, John Terry, Ashley Cole, Goodyear Drogba, Frank Lampard, Peter Osgood, and everybody else has been my all-time favourite footballer who plays for Chelsea Football Club over the years. But um, my soon-to-be all-time ever favourite, Mason Giorginio. Mount. Jorginho. I thought Mason Mount was absolutely <laughs> fantastic. And whilst a lot of people have got the image of him as a young kid showing people you've got to um, kick the ball just above the valve, to uh, get the curve on it and get it over the wall and down again. That cheeky little video of him with the long hair. He was absolutely immense on um, Saturday. The way he rode those tackles, the way that he just laughed off the Manchester City players' attempts to um, bully him and um, injure him out of the game. He was absolutely fantastic. He showed his strength. He showed his ability. He showed his skill. He showed his willingness to work and his willingness to win, and his willingness to give 100% for Chelsea Football Club. I absolutely love that kid. And um, those clowns on social media who coat him off, if they want to follow Chelsea into the European Super League, they're
3: welcome to it. Marco? I, I endorse everything David's just said, and, and its I've I, I always found it quite interesting Um you know, if you look at Mason Mount's career um, and you wonder, would he actually be playing for Chelsea were it not for Frank Lampard, who saw the ability that he had, um, had him at Derby County, and then when he became Chelsea manager, um, he, you know, integrated him into the first team very quickly. And, you know, we saw the player that he could be last season and more so this season. And, and as Dave says, he he's pretty much indispensable. He'd be my first name on the team yeah. sheet if I was manager. And I think, you know, Tushel learned learn that very, very quickly, having sort of benched him in his first game. Um, and I, I just find that interesting. You kind of wonder, you know, looking at the rest of uh, the, 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 the players that we've got in the academy that are playing their football elsewhere, you know, if, if there are other players who... Um, might be less
0: fortunate and not make the grade yeah definitely mark just the thought i had and obviously echo those points that guys have just made is if we are in this european super league and we're not in the premier league and we are playing less games because that appears to be what the six want what
4: happens to the academy
0: i perish the thought
4: yeah i've got to say on that point very quickly my heart goes out to um billy gilmore and um you know, I'm a massive, massive fr- um fan of Frank Lampard. He's been broken by what's happened to to um to him, the way he got treated by Chelsea Football Club. He's done absolutely loads for Chelsea Football Club. He's done loads for me. He's done loads for my family. I'll always love that guy. But you know, if it wasn't for Frank Lampard, we might not have a Mason Mount. We might not have a Reese James. Tammy Abraham wouldn't have had the run he's had. And my heart goes out to young Billy Gilmore, who Frank Lampard put the faith in to give the kid a chance. And it's, you know, the trouble with being a manager of a professional football club such as Chelsea, your job is on the line at every game. So you, it's no wonder that Tuchel's come in and he can't take a chance on a young kid like Gilmore. He's got to put the strongest, most experienced players in that team in order that he keeps his job and he does the job that he's been brought in to do. But it's such a shame for Gilmore, who was shown every signs of becoming one of the youngest yeah, or, you know, regular first teamers since um, Ray Wilkins. Mm,
2: no, definitely. I mean, that's a good segue, actually, J.K. Because I was going to ask you, uh, and and Dave mentioned Tammy, and and I mean, you know, I suspect that had we not been talking about the European Super League, a lot of what we might be talking about in this bit here would would have been Tammy, who, you know, didn't get picked for the squad again. Uh, Tuchel said before before the game that he's he's got a bit of a crisis in confidence. Well, my my to that would be, not really a surprise, mate. If you're not picking him, um, and I'm I'm I, I I talked to the that Chelsea podcast blokes on Saturday, and I was pretty pretty strident in my views on that. I, I I think he'll go in the sum. I mean, let you know, all things being equal. I know the European Super League possibly changes everything, but let let let's just part that for a moment. I think given the current situation, I think Tammy will go because I think Tammy's a striker. Strikers have a big ego. They, they need to be arrogant and they need to play. And if he's not going to get picked for Chelsea, he needs to go somewhere where, where they will love him and they will pick him and he can prove how good he is. So I really do worry about Tammy's future, JK.
1: But do we actually know what he's going to play next season? He might play with the four at the back. We, we, he's playing this way because it works at the moment. We He may get his own players in and change it. We will... We, we don't know what's going to happen now. I mean, I, I'm sorry to refer this back to the Super League, but I was under the impression that they thought that they could say, all those clubs could say, we're, we're not going to be involved in the Champions League. It's the Super League. But however, we're going to have our cake and eat it because we'll still be playing in the Premier League and the FA Cup next season. So this is why they, they, they haven't expected this backlash. I'm convinced they, they haven't expected the degree of hatred for this. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been so naive. Because because being faced with expulsion from all these competitions means, what are they doing with this expensive squad when they're hardly playing any football? They'd only be playing once a week, if that, against the same teams. Yes, Chief?
2: No, I, I like this. It works even better when I put my hand up too. Rather than just rather than just shout at you all or talk over you. I know. I've I've learned a valuable lesson now, there, can J.K. I, can I actually say, chief as a consequence with that. You're you're not so nasty. <laughs> Well, heavens above! Things, you know, hell has frozen over. um Bugger! I've what I was going to say now. No, I, I know, I know what it was relating to. What you were saying about the, the fact that they didn't think that the reaction would be as vociferous as it has, and that we we are so angry. I think that that's a classically, um I mean, I forgive
1: American thing. Yeah, American.
2: But I was about to say forgive, forgive me, my our American friends who are listening. But I think it's a classically American thing because. Because I think American sports franchises are so disconnected from their supporters. There's just such a completely different mindset over there. I don't think they expected the wrath that's about to rain down on them in terms of vitriol, action, you know. The, I mean, you know, if you piss off the Brits, they will really get in your face, bottom well, line.
1: It's also the Danish FA you've just asked for. For the exclusion of all three clubs in yeah. the semi-finals, other than uh, PSG, and the trophy to be awarded to PSG now.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I love the Danes. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, great. Well, you know we're very related to the Danes. Have another so.
2: herring, mate. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly, love was, it, love
1: it. There was a herringbone sky yesterday. Didn't was you, there? How, how delightful! Yeah. DJ. My daughter, my daughter Sorry, said, a, a haribo sky, daddy. Oh of said, course, no. Yeah. Oh, no. But anyway, sorry. Sorry, right,
4: DJ. Go just on, Just on the
1: subject of the um,
4: European Stupid League, as somebody quite succinctly put it earlier, I've just been invited to um, a Zoom meeting with um, Keir Starmer tomorrow Ooh. to discuss the subject. Well, wow. how about
2: that? Yeah. Don't, don't
4: go drinking in a pub in Bath. Within.
0: Oh,
3: no.
4: <laughs> <laughs> by the way, by
2: the way, I've, I've got to read this out. I'm, I'm very bad with the Mixler people, and I'm terrible at, at getting them in here most of the time. But English Dan, this one's caught my eye. He says, DJ has been exceptional tonight, Chidge. He should hit you up to regain the rights of the fan cast.
4: Oh, I don't know whether I could afford that or not. <laughs>
2: I tell you what, Dan. He's welcome anytime he likes, and he knows that. So there you go. Right. I'm. I was gonna. I was gonna end this part with, well, are Chelsea back? But I mean, Chelsea might be back, but not for long, as uh, as uh, take that once sang. Um, so what I'm going to do instead is to, to to kind of posit the question that I pondered a, a while ago, which was, you know, in view of the the wonderful discipline that he's instilled in the team and the game management, and. And just kind of the nouse and the leadership as well that we all thought had gone forever, you know. It, it, when, when I mean, you know, I, I'm terrible. I'm a terrible watcher of, of football, as J.K. can tell you. But you know, there's been an air, you know, there's been a feeling that you know what we get one nil up, we're going to shut this out, and they know how to close these games out. And I think that's the best I've seen in terms of that kind of a Chelsea Marco since since Prime Mourinho. We've got a hell of a manager on our hands here, haven't we?
3: I mean it seems that way I, I mean I, I thought at first he was you know kind of kind of lucky and there was a joke uh, on uh, Saturday about the fact that he had two left backs on on the bench and um uh Tammy Abraham didn't didn't make the start uh, didn't make the the match day squad um uh, but then if you think back he he kind of sent on I can't remember which game it was he sent on one of those less left backs emerson i think for Werner, I'm, I'm not sure if it was in a champions league game and and he scored so so maybe you know maybe he's not so lucky after all maybe he's in fact a football genius <laughs> um capable, capable of fielding an entire team of left backs <laughs> and and winning the the, the 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 league fa cup league cup and champions league quadruple that we will see, who knows but yeah, no, I mean, I think the the, the the most striking fact about Tuchel is the fact he just seems like a genuine football bloke um, you know, he's got that self-deprecating humour um, I always like it when people in football, Joe Cole's great I mean, he always says, we <laughs> we when he talks about Chelsea, we, um, and it says a lot for me that, uh, you know, about the kind of guy that he is. And you can see his enthusiasm in the technical area, you know, and the results speak for themselves. You know, how, how you know, when, when is luck not luck? when it, When is it um, principal genius? Mm. So we'll, we'll find out. There, there are tough more tough games ahead, but the or signs are, are good.
1: Or are there? Who oh, no. knows? Or rather, yeah, but,
3: yeah. but I mean that
2: that aside, and it's a very salient point. J.K. Tuchel is so good that I I, I mean you know beating City actually in in the cup semi was more important in a way than what they did against Atletico and Porto. I mean those were important in a different way because we needed to to say that we were back. You know, competing at the you know the highest levels of European competition, something that we've really not done properly for seven years. But actually, I would say the biggest uh, achievement in terms of a game was to 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 beat City, who've, you know, apart from the old blip, have had a had a had a run over us and are are an exceptionally good team. I mean they're a much better team than both Porto and Atletico. And I would argue they're probably a better team than anybody left in the in the Champions League. So to beat them and then the way that we beat them, I mean, they hardly laid a glove on us. Let's be honest. So to really? beat, yeah, yeah to beat them in the way that we did was a real standout performance. And I now think, you know what? I, yeah, we can do Real Madrid. We can win. I, I, I kind of went away from that. With we should fear nobody,
1: basically. I, I, but I agree completely. I, I was intrigued with that. Guardiola was very fed up at the end, and actually did that kind of very similar. Um, uh, interview that he gave when he was being beaten in his first couple of seasons when he and he tried to make out that City were actually much better than us in the second half he said we busted we were much better than we were and I, I I thought you really didn't like the way we played and in the same way in the uh, uh in the Porto game the the manager coming on at the end and berating Tuchel because it's slightly anti-football it's very very machine-like it's brilliantly um mechanical and orchestrated and uh, um uh uh, and it, it, it negates the opposition while finding all their flaws. And I just think that's that's a remarkable way to play. Um, and it seems to be that he can put anybody in and they're all so tutored to the way of playing that it, it actually doesn't it doesn't harm them if somebody's missing. Because um, um, I thought that the Kovacic was essential to this. He's clearly not. Um, uh, I, 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 and similarly, I would be interested to see if... Well, I think they played together when Kante was out. It was Kovacic and... Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and Jorginho, so I'm, I'm, um, I actually didn't, to be fair, I didn't give um, uh, your response to Tammy much time, I, I don't feel, I feel that Tammy should wait to see what happens next season, Mm. because if he plays in the, in a, with four at the back, plays four four. Too, it might be that he gets a better opportunity, but uh, I'm not. not... Tuchel will be sacked in a year anyway. Well, indeed. Well, he may, but he may have left of his own accord if he doesn't agree with the way things go, or there isn't an opportunity for for him other than the 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 European Super League. It's um, there are so many what. What ifs in this situation, but but I, I'm at the moment I don't think Tammy fits in because he enjoys playing with the false nine and just the speed of them up front is and the control phenomenal. We all thought Pulisic was going to play because Pulisic had played so well in the game during the week and uh, against Porto, and he didn't. He gave Ziyech a go, and Ziyech was is getting back to being what we thought he would be. And you then think, actually, if he's working at all these permutations, he'll play a different forward line. We'll never get it right. We don't know what it'll be. And they'll all perform as capably as each other, as they all have in all these games. It's uh, it's. Uh, it's it's remarkable. But I think I said a few weeks ago that I thought he would win everything. But then I'm, I'm used to this. Uh, you're used to this kind of um, uh, euphoria from me when I think we're playing well. Yeah, I but get
2: very worried it, when I hear it because it usually means it, it, we're about to go into a trough of deep absolute, proportions. I think
1: I, I think I said it and we lost to West Brom. So perhaps yes. I, we got it out of the system quickly. But nonetheless, I do feel that, that, that if, it, if it's as precision-like and he gets the precision right, that we just, unless, we're, unless he loses his luck, we we'll beat them all.
2: Yeah, Marco, and then Mark, and then DJ, and then we'll put this part to bed.
3: All I was going to say, just going back to the ESL, was um, Claire, Claire McConnell has um, oh yeah, wonderful, wonderful, tweeted me an amazing letter. She's written to Bruce Buck, etc., and it, um, I think she sent it to you as well, Chidge. So it might be worth giving that a read out before we sent it to
1: me as well i've got it yeah can, Jonathan, I read it? can
2: you read uh, it at the end of the show
1: i'd love to because yeah. what, I,
2: what i intend to do is to just hear from mark and then dj well, well, put this part to bed and then what we'll do we'll do uh, a quick preview of brighton bin off the emails sorry people time doesn't permit this week and then we'll read that email that from claire and then we'll we'll say our
0: goodbye so mark I, I'm happily to sort of give it over to Claire's, you know. No, no, that's
2: we, you know, there's time for that.
0: Don't worry. Okay. No, all I was going to say, it, it doesn't really matter. Whatever side Tuchel puts out, they just seem so drilled, you know, you know. And we've always said we don't know what goes on on the training ground, but clearly, whatever he's doing on the training ground, you know, is is working and working really well. That you know, Kovacic can get injured, but someone else comes in. They all fall, fall into this formation. Alonso, Chilwell, Emerson, whoever plays down the left-hand side, Hudson, Adoy, Rhys James on the right-hand side. This system he employs works, and yeah, I saw Guardiola's press conference after. He was livid. Yeah, he he had to go back at the back at the press. Yeah, you know? yeah, he was not happy after that game, and I take that as a compliment to Tuchel. He, he, he outsmarted him, and I think the knock-on effect as well is other than the West You know, it's the impact it has on us as supporters. We were all on Friday put Chelsea. Was- would win, yeah. yeah. Brought that confidence out, and again, I think now we we think we'll finish. I think we'll finish in the top four. I think we'll win the FA Cup, and I think we've got a great chance of winning the Champions League. Yeah. Agree with all
2: of that, DJ. Final point.
4: Um, I am um, having um put money on Real Madrid to win yesterday. I watched the um them play um Getafe in the um La Liga. I watched it on um uh, a betting app, and um. To be fair, they looked ordinary. And I think, um, you know, please don't blame me if I'm the the Jonah. That's all right.
2: We always blame JK, DJ, so you'll be all right.
1: I don't think... um... I call myself a Cassandra rather than a Jonah.
4: Okay. Um, I don't think Chelsea will... Who's Cassandra? (laughs) That's what I I... was
1: thinking.
3: (laughs) Do Um... I know her? <laughs> it's Greek, it's Greek, Greek myth. What's my okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trotter's
4: wife? Trotter's wife. Mate, <laughs> you can't have somebody so well read writing from the fan scene. <laughs> the rest of it's all up, mate. Sorry about that.
1: But I'll, thought, dumb it, I'll um, dumb it down. I'll, I'll dumb it down, Dave. Don't worry. Okay, good. Um,
4: I thought Real Madrid looked absolutely ordinary. Um, I didn't lose a packet on them, but I was severely disappointed that I, yeah, um, with them. They've got an ageing squad. And um, should we be fortunate enough to play them in, um, I think it's next week, the first leg, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't think we'll have any problems. We've never lost them before in three, in the three times we've played them. Two wins and a draw, and I think um, we're on course to uh, maintain the unbeaten record.
0: Yep. Yeah, definitely, good stuff. You played you right. in 1966 as well, DJ. What was what
2: was that in the uh, inter cities? No, in a friendly. Oh, in a friendly. Yeah, it was a in friendly, charity. Mark. Friendly. Yeah, I've got to them at home. Still yeah. a friendly, mate. That's all right. We still played them. All right, on that bombshell, uh, we're going to have a quick break. Then we're going to come back, and then we're going to have a quick preview of the Chelsea versus Brighton and Hove Albion. Tomorrow evening.
4: Real fans,
1: real opinions.
4: I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chels!
3: FootballFancast.com
2: Welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge. This is the Chelsea Fancast. It's been a long one tonight. Lots to discuss, of course, with the ESL nonsense. Uh, but as always, it's been an utter delight to share the airwaves with Mr. Jonathan Kidd.
1: Lovely to be on the show with such great guests.
2: Indeed, we are. We are. We are joined by royalty tonight. Old. We've got. Uh, we yes. We're we're amongst probably the greatest of the the legacy fans at Chelsea Football Club tonight. In uh, Mr. Marco Worrell. Nasera. Mr. Mark Meehan. Good evening, everybody. And the legend that is Mr Only a Pound himself.
3: Obonacci.
2: Lovely stuff. All right. Okay, we've got Brighton tomorrow, if we haven't been kicked out of the Premier League by tomorrow, at eight o'clock. Um it's a very interesting match, as of course all of these matches in the run up are oh, I mean, you know, my my view on this boys, just to give you a quick overview before we get going, is that Brighton are, are still clearly not safe. So, you know, they'll be bang up for it. And they're not a bad side really uh they drew 0-0 against Everton the last time out which is a pretty decent result. They do tend to lose against the big wicks. They lost against Man United of course. Bottom line is uh JK this is a this is a
1: must win for the Chelsea is it not? Yes. Yes. Uh, as all of the games are at the moment. Well that's um, the point. I still think that uh, I think that uh, the teams below us uh, and slightly above us will implode. That seems to be the the uh, um the regular end of season um, shenanigans that go on is that uh, um, the, the, the division being what it is and also just everybody's energy seems to be sapped uh, and uh, and almost we're we're handed fourth position or even third position without having to do mu- make much effort so we're normally in despair only to discover the team above us or below us has to similarly lost but um, I don't think we'll have a problem I think he he, he is so attuned to making them um, work I think he'll make some changes. Um, but whoever comes in will 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 perform at the same level of excellence, and mm. will uh, I think we'll win? We'll win two 0 mm. I think.
2: Okay, uh, there you go. Reduce, yeah. reduce. Jonathan Kidd company done the whole part in a minute. If we just left the show to Jonathan, you know, we'd be done in about half an hour. It'd Be brilliant. I'm going to go on a holiday, mate. You do
1: next week, and you, you do the rest <laughs> of the season? And it'll be much shorter. But Gidge, the risk of blowing smoke up your fundament, I could never do. No,
2: yet. you look as if I deserve it, uh, Marco. Um. My concern about Brighton tomorrow evening, well, I mean, I think we should now also factor in what the player's state of mind is about the ESL, but even without that, I was worried that this might be a bit after the Lord Mayor's show.
3: Um... Chelsea 3 Brighton and Hove Albion 0 so no what <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: what about you mark i mean are you are you i mean am i am i being my usual kind of negative you know what i'm like i mean i'm such a born born pessimist
0: i uh, i i know what you're like but you know what i'm like i am the eternal chelsea optimist you know so um i think this is a really good opportunity for us tomorrow uh, bearing in mind we're playing West Ham at the weekend. If if we win tomorrow, especially at West Ham, losing to Newcastle at the weekend, yeah, we, we go above West Ham. Uh, and depending how Leicester does, we go into third place. And as we've said on the show before, there's a real chance that Leicester may sort of fold again. So I think it puts us in a good stead for whether we are in the Champions League or not next season, for a Champions League position at least. uh, I'd go for 3-1 tomorrow.
2: Well, at the moment, uh, which I'll talk about in a minute, actually, let's talk about the team first. Uh, Kovacic is definitely out, that I do know. It sounds like Christensen might be fit now. So uh, I've done my usual lineup, which is, of course, interesting. Uh, Mendy in goal, uh, Aspie at right-back. I said Zuma at centre-back, but there's a chance it might be Christensen. Uh, Rudiger... Uh, and then across the midfield, Alonso, because I think Chilwell will get a rest and we might need, as Tommy Tucker would say, Alonso's physicality and heading balls at the back uh, in, in you know corners and stuff. Uh, Jorginho, obviously, I think Kante will get a rest. Kovacic is not fit. hudson Doy, because I think James will get a rest and, and I think hudson Doy needs a game. I think he might go for Billy Gilmore in this, you know, because Kovacic is out, Kante's screwed and he hasn't left him at home. So I think Gilmore might get a start. Up front, uh, Mount, obviously. zh and Havertz is what my front three would be. Um, DJ, would you broadly agree with that?
4: I'll agree with anything you say, boss. Uh, um, Chelsea's got a fantastic record against Brighton in their top-flight games. They've played them five times, scored ten without reply. And um, I think they'll make it um, six out of six tomorrow at mm. Stanford Bridge. Um It would be great if um, the um, previously mentioned Billy Gilmore gets a game. Uh, I think it's crucial that um, the manager gives the kid a bit of hope that he's got a future at Stamford Bridge. I'm not sure about the front three. I'd like to, on the Tammy Abraham um, debate, I think... He's done better than I ever thought he would do at Stanford Bridge. He deserves an opportunity. I think he... Am I right in saying he's Chelsea's leading scorer this season? Yeah.
0: yeah.
4: And um, he always seems to... Um, he scores goals,
1: mate. Yeah, Tuchel, he scores Tuchel goals. Said, as Tuchel said, not for me, he said. He
4: mm. hasn't scored any goals. I don't, you know... He I, bloody it, played but, him. It, it, He's done better than I ever thought he would be, but to be brutally honest, and um, I don't think he's he's got the class of um, a Timo Werner, and it's a shame for it. I think he's reached a level, and I think at the back of his mind, he thinks he's made it, and he doesn't have to do anything else. Unlike people like Mason Mount, Reese James, and one or two others, they... Seem to want to improve game after game, and I think unfortunately for Tammy, I think he's um, his movement off the ball isn't as good as it could be. And um, but that said, I'd never be as good as him if I lived to be 10,000 years and train three times a day. So, who am I to question him? Uh, I'd be great if he did get an opportunity, but um. I think the same as Chidge, he'll be off at the end of the season.
2: Yeah, Okay. Well, it's interesting to hear your thoughts because you're usually quite close to what's going on. I mean, the the reality is the interesting dilemma tomorrow, of course, is that Tuchel may well have one eye on West Ham because, I mean, that is really the definition of a six-pointer and that's only on Saturday. So that will be uppermost in his mind, I think. But he does tend to play each game as it comes. So I, I think he'll put a pretty strong side out tomorrow. I would like to see Billy Gilmore... Start. I mean, the importance of it, of course, is writ large at the moment. Liverpool, I believe, are leading one nil against Dirty Leeds, so that that will that will put them above us uh, by uh, one point, and their goal difference will be one two less. So it's getting really, really, really tight. I mean, you know, uh, before before we went to air, Leicester was still third on fifty six, West Ham were fourth on fifty five. They dropped points. Chelsea are uh, still uh, still uh, fifth on uh, 54 points Liverpool sixth on 52 Spurs on seventh on 50 so it's really very very tight so we need to we need to uh, to beat Brighton tomorrow if we do then we'll go back up let me just think Liverpool will go uh they will go kind of fourth or fifth not sure no they'll go they'll go fourth because of the goal difference so we need to beat Brighton tomorrow in which case we will Uh, We will go third, I believe. So there you go. I mean, it's like that. Every match, you know, nobody... It's a bit like a Grand National. We've got five horses all bunched up very closely. And they're kind of like jockeying for position, you know. And one gets a good stride and they get ahead. And then the next one puts a You know, and I think it's going to be like that to the rest of the season. So dear old Tommy T cannot afford to drop any points at all. And West Ham next week is going to be mahusive. I have predicted... 2-0. If you don't believe me, go and check the Premier League predictions league uh, that Marco Worrell uh, and myself are all part of. And I can tell you now that uh, it's all bunched up a bit, Marco. You're still top of the Chelsea fans. Well, Martin, Martin is 13th. You are 14th. Dane is 16th and I'm 17th so Where my uh, hang on i've got to scroll down i'm uh, still scrolling uh still still scrolling st- oh there you go 31st out of 30 teammate
1: well, at least i'm consistent
2: yeah did you join it this week because you've got nil nil points so far did you forget i must have forgotten yeah see that's the trouble never forget tony glover's uh, doing really well he's gone up to 23rd but martin is the uh the premier league predictions king at the moment but it's tight tight him and marco have been duking it out all season. But I, I'm I'm the highest I've been for weeks. I'm very happy. Anyway, that's what I predicted: two 0 for Chelsea. That would do the trick. So there we go. Um, boys, it's been it's been a monster show tonight of great uh, intellect and wit and interestingness as well. And I commend you all for it. Uh, sadly though,
1: that is oh, Claire's Claire's email, J.K. Absolutely, she's written this on the day that football became officially soccer.
2: Oh, I like what she's done there.
1: No, I've done that.
2: Oh, you've done that. Oh, I'm terribly sorry, dear boy. Terribly sorry. Thank Forgive you. Forgive me.
1: Yeah. Uh, dear Mr Buck, this is from uh, Claire McConnell, By everybody, by the way. Just sent this. Yeah, Sue dear, Claire,
2: not us. All right, Bruce?
1: Dear, yeah. Dear Mr Buck and other members of the CFC board, never has my heart been so heavy as when I woke up today and learnt that CFC was planning to join the ESL. This is a disaster, totally and utterly And a fist in the face for all true CFC fans. Mr Abramovich has always supported the community during the pandemic the anti-semitism stand and in so many different ways so I cannot understand why he's now turning his back on the community, the fans, the proud history of football in England. I've supported Chelsea for 57 years since I was seven years old I live in Canada, but remain very connected to the club in a variety of different ways. Before the pandemic, my husband and I came to England once or twice a year to go to games, both home and away. My twin sons, aged 32, are both Chelsea fans and have both been to the bridge. In addition, my son Tim is trans and was proud to be connected to a club that supported diversity and made him feel included. All Mm -hmm. that now, all that has now gone poof. And for what? To appease the greedy American owners. The past 13 months have been bad enough. We came to England in February 2020 for five days and went to Chelsea versus Spurs and Chelsea versus Bayern. Upon our return to Canada, I became very, very ill, realized a couple of months later that it was COVID. It was really dreadful and I would not wish it on my worst enemy. We live in Toronto and have been in lockdown for five months last friday a respected us physician described what was happening on an ontario re covid as a humanitarian disaster all we had to keep up all we had to keep us all, all we had to all we had to keep our spirits up was the fantastic play of chelsea going for top 4 in the final of the fa cup in the semi-final of the Champions League. It made us so very, very happy. And now today it seems it may all be gone in a flash. Way to kick a fan base when they are down. If Chelsea goes ahead with membership of the ESL, we will all stop supporting Chelsea Football Club. And that will break my heart. But principles are more important than the pursuit of money. I'll be a proud legacy fan and mourn the loss of my life's passion. And so be it. Sincerely, Claire McConnell.
2: Beautiful, Claire. Massively heartfelt. And I agree 150,000% with that. I've just picked up on... I had a quick dive into Twitter. And uh, Tim, I think, has uh, retweeted this. And this is from Mark Bukowski. Now, he, he is a, a real PR guru. I remember working with him years yeah, ago. Yeah. But he, he, Yeah, he is a top man. He's tweeted this. This is fascinating. He said, the Super League... It's a growing PR disaster, one of the worst I've witnessed in 30 years, and goodness, I've seen a few. No visible strategy, just a huge nuclear bomb drop. This is a terrible look for the professional strategists guiding this PR meltdown, who, by the way, all used to work for Boris Johnson. Uh, Anyway, the consequences are dire. This feels like the Cuban Missile Crisis. On this occasion, I fear there is no way back for football. The money that will filter into their offshore bank accounts will be considerable. The game will be yet another victim of COVID-19. Well, there we go. Interesting words from Mark Bukowski there, and I obviously sincerely hope that that is not true, but I fear he may be right. Um, As I said, it's been quite a show tonight. Um, We do love a crisis at Chelsea, don't we? Blimey. Anyway, that's all we've got time for. This auspicious evening an evening that we will remember a long time or as i think somebody very famous i can't remember the context now uh, a 24 hours that will live in infamy somebody very intelligent will tell me where that quote comes from anyway uh jk martin wickham and adam newson from football.london will return uh, with me on friday for the preview show with assorted guests Uh, at 7pm live on Mixola and we'll be looking back at Chelsea's match against Brighton and of course ahead to Saturday's crucial six-pointer against West Ham. Uh, Now next Monday JK and I will be joined by Dane Whittle and Joe Tweeds to look back at the West Ham match and of course ahead to Chelsea's Champions League tie against Real Madrid Uh, presuming as I keep saying of course that if we haven't been kicked out of both competitions by then. So there we go. Now, don't forget, uh, check out Dean Mears' Went to Mo Kings Meadow podcast on the Chelsea FC women's team. That's due out usually on a Tuesday night possibly not tomorrow because we're playing. But anyway, it'll be out this week. And of course, we, uh, the Chelsea FanCast, are available, as is Went to Mo Kings Meadow, uh, on ChelseaFanCast.com, Acast, Apple, SoundCloud and Spotify, as well as uh, other other podcast distributors like Podbean. Anyway, talking, uh, there we go. Yeah, that's that's it. You know, it's everywhere, basically. If you can't escape it, we're like insidious, man. Uh, now, the other thing is, uh, as you know, we have a great Discord group where we have a lot of chat, a lot of channels on there, a lot of chat with some really, really great people. It's, it's absolutely um, made my season, really. I've really enjoyed chatting with you all. Now, to do that, you have to become a member of our Patreon site, and uh, that means you have to donate a little bit of money uh, every month which really just helps me to keep the damn thing going. You know, it all helps, no matter how little uh, or small, just donate whatever you want. But the minute you do, uh, you will automatically become a member of our Discord group, which means you can chat with us 24-7 and then actually just take it over like you have been doing and do your own thing, which I absolutely love. And, of course, you also will get a mini, a small version of the Kerry Dixon banner, which uh, Mr Johnson, who's uh, on the show tonight and his merry men kindly position in the matthew harding upper and i love them for it as does kerry as it happens he's very proud of the fact that he's got a banner with his name on it up in the up in the stadium anyway you get a little mini one uh if you sign up to patreon so it's worth doing um sorry about the emails tonight i'm sure you can understand we had a lot of very important things to discuss so you know we had to t- t- to view that as a priority um, i'll try and read them again uh next week if things are a bit quieter uh, but if you do want to send us an email, we do love to read them. Chelseafancast at gmail.com is the place to send them, or Discord, or Patreon, or Instagram, or Facebook, or Twitter. I mean, there's so many ways to get hold of us; it. it's pretty easy. Now, <clears throat> you can follow the show on Twitter at Chelseafancast, me at Stanford chid Jonathan at Jonathan Kid, uh, Marco Worrell at Gate Seventeen, uh, Marco, uh, Mister Mean at Eddie Mac B A W A, and of course the legend that is Dave Johnson and CFCUK at Only a Pound. Yeah. I recommend you all do so, uh, Marco. Delightful to see you. Um, horrible circumstances, but really lovely to see you, fella. And you're looking so well. It's good to see.
3: Appreciate that, mate. Great to see everyone. Yeah. good show. Yeah,
2: good great chat. To... There's, there was a real old school feel about it tonight. As I said, four CFC UK writers, and I mean, you know, you three between you imply me you've, you've seen more games than I've had hot dinners. I feel quite privileged to be on the show with you tonight. So thank you, Mark absolutely lovely we've had a double dose of mark Mean friday night and monday night how lucky we are
0: uh, real pleasure to be on the show tonight chidge good to see all the guys it was just like being in the pub tonight chatting with your mates it was indeed as it, as, as it should be
2: i've got the beer to prove it
0: yeah as, as i said before we came on air tonight that's what i did on saturday with my mates Met mate, mate mate's house you yeah, the game in the garden absolutely fantastic so hopefully we'll get the opportunity to do that again <laughs> many more times soon in the FA Cup and in the Premier League and in the Champions League.
2: Well, we could always start a combined Sutton United, Wimbledon, uh, Harrow and Wielston. I won't do Fulham. Uh,
0: Wielston, Harrow and Wielston. Alls, Alls,
2: Alls, Allsford, Allsford Town podcast coming to a, a platform near you next season. Right, um, I will say goodbye to Jonathan in a minute. Before I do... I just wanted to say, DJ, it's it's been such a pleasure having you on the Chelsea Fancast again, a show that you kind of passed on to me, even though you didn't know it at the time. Um, but I um, just think, you know, we could have been doing this show together for thirteen years, mate.
4: You've oh, had ten well, years off. I'd have aged if I'd have aged a lot more if than I have done if I'd have had to go through all that with you. <laughs> uh, I've really enjoyed it tonight. Thank you so so much for inviting yeah. me, and um, it's been a pleasure to be with a few of my good pals from Chelsea, i.e. the um, the other four of you. Spasibo, yeah. spasibo, bolshoi buds biscay.
2: Yeah, and that's marvellous. Thank, well, lovely to see you, mate. As you well know, uh, and Leah equally, uh, it's been great to spend it with you lot. Um, and on your point about ageing, doing the Chelsea fan you do know that Jonathan's really only twenty
4: three. I know. And he only looks about 21.
2: Or... <laughs> Brilliant. JK, you've been superb as you always are. Um, what would I do without you on this damn show? It's great to see uh, you as because, always, uh, mate.
1: They had, well, everybody was much better things to say than me. I, I uh, really impressive, uh, uh, views and information tonight. Fantastic. Mm.
2: Yeah, it's been great. And, and also
1: an emotional night as well. I think yeah. it's, it, uh, there are many people listening to this who've been really affected by the events. And, um, I hope we've been given them a, a kind of focus for it. I mean, I've just actually looked at Twitter again. There's a very interesting article. On, there's a, 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 a Super League website, apparently, and uh, there's been some code that they've been able to look at, which is saying that part of it is because all of these clubs have no money.
2: Yeah. What? No, you that's right. What? Real Madrid, the Italian yeah. clubs, yeah. Barcelona. What
1: they're trying to do. But also one of the things they're going to do is they want to do, they don't feel that the laws are keeping up with what the fans want. So perhaps there's going to be uh, um, uh, an ad break every 25 minutes for the Americans, or perhaps there's going to be uh, in, uh, in-game what, betting for the Chinese. Yeah, there'll be something. Yeah, there'll be something for every fan, every fan in, in the what, world. if
2: it was us? Then in-game drinking. Yeah, you know, the players all stop for 10 minutes to down a pint of Guinness. I mean, <laughs> I, I'd support that actually. <laughs> I, I would have to say,
1: you know. But you're right, but, mate. You're right. Um, but but, um, but thank you. Uh, really terrific to be on yeah. with this. As you and Dave, as you say, such great stories. So I was a bit depressed to hear when Chidge announced you all as four writers for uh, um, four horsemen
2: for, of the CFC UK, yeah,
1: and, and you forgot to say, and one lovey, you forgot to say, <laughs> <laughs> but, Jonathan,
2: uh, you are a lovey, but we all love you, and that's all that matters. It's been an absolute pleasure as always, right? Uh, you lot out in Mixler, uh, always a pleasure to see you too. Sorry, I haven't been able to engage, it's quite hard, kind of. Running a show with five people on it, as you, as I'm sure you can understand. But you know I love you to pieces. See most of you in Discord soon, probably tomorrow night. Uh, and until then, uh, thank you for listening. See you next week. Until Friday, in fact. Keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. Up
3: keep the, the chills. Chills. Yeah. Up the legacy,
2: fans!